Welcome. Oh, wait, was that? You actually did it. All right. What number are we? 127, 28? You've got no preparation at all. 100 and something. Sorry, 101 Dalmatians. No, Ant, I'm vamping. It's fine. Ant, how are you doing? It's it's Crit Apocalypse. You're so unprofessional. Uh, How are you doing? It's Crit Apocalypse. Is it now? Yeah, it's our our bi-weekly podcast that we do. That... um, that well, I'm gonna have a coffee. 125 episode. 125. Is it? Yeah. Is it actually episode 125? So. There might be 126. Or, or have you got your um, oh, SoundCloud set wrong. to show the latest <coughs> things? It's number 125. You idiot. <coughs> cool. So 125. We're doing this 125 episodes. That's 125 days. That's a long time. And that's a total of about 30 listens. <laughs> <laughs> we have one episode where we have loads of people listening, but they only listen to like 15 minutes of it, and it's not the beginning 15 minutes, it's like random 15 minutes. <laughs> anyway, don't worry about it. Let's not worry about it. We're super successful. So it's our end of year podcast, the last one for the for the whole of 2019, mm-hmm. and as life flashes us by, we look back at the year we've had, we try and work out what the hits, what the misses what we've enjoyed, what we haven't enjoyed. Like, we're going to do our top film of the year. Top film, top TV, top game. Well, probably not in that order, because that seems... I'll let you do one review. Okay. So... Yeah, one review each, and then we do our best ofs. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine. So we'll do a review of a thing we've seen this week, and then we'll do the best of the year, yeah? Oh, this week? No, I mean, we'll do, like, our normal review, and then we'll do what the best of the year is. Yeah. Cool, fine, great. Same as last time. And the time before that. (coughs) Review cats. What? Review cats. We're going to review cats. Yeah, that's movie. We'll do movie. Yeah, but um, that's not going to be a f- movie of the year, is it? No, no, no. So then, what's your first review? Oh, right. So we're going to do normal reviews, and then we'll do yeah. first. Year. Okay. All right. So my first review is going to be cats. Exactly. <laughs> oh, we review stuff. Do you want the spotlight? No, don't please. Sure? Don't, no, please. I'll withdraw and die. <laughs> It'll dry me out just, and kill me. No, at... just don't. Just I don't want it in my eyes. Look, I won't put my fingers near the bottom of it. There's no sign of lights oh God, in there. It's, it's just terrifying. It's so bright, though, isn't it? It's just fucking Jesus. I don't like it. It hurts me. Oh, there's like five spots permanently in my vision now. Genuinely kills me. All right. So I'm going to talk about... We review films and TV and video it's games. It's like a blue ring with five pink dots in the middle. It's like the sun. You know when you look at the sun when you're a kid? You can see it oh. permanently for like, Oh, little... when you're Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. He's a fucking retard. <laughs> you can't even say that word looks in up at the, uh, at the eclipse and you hear just someone <laughs> in the background go, Don't look at it. Yeah. Don't look directly at it. He's like, shut up. I'm clearly dying of something. Um, okay, so my first review this week is going to be Cats. I'm excited to talk about Cats because I still have no fucking idea. So I've watched... So I saw Cats. Let me let me just paint a picture for you. So I went away to Amsterdam recently because I needed time to get away. I went to a vegan bakery where they sold edibles. I gave the man some euros and he gave me what I had asked for, which I thought was some, some, low, some, some low-potency edibles that wouldn't cause any hallucinogenic effects. It would just be a really mellow high. And then I was going to go see cats after a couple of hours of just letting them settle in. So I took the edibles. I went and had a coffee. I'm pretty sure I asked for a low, low, low potency. I bought my ticket for the film. I went in and sat down. And for two hours of my life, I was terrified of what may happen. Every second was a nightmare. So my preparation for Cats was I didn't listen to any of the music from Cats. I didn't try and work out what the film was. I just I read a very brief plot synopsis like the cats are all in this competition to do this shit and like go off potentially to heaven, potentially to become people, potentially just to die. Um, and and then I I sat in my seat. We're going to the heaven side, Leia. 
Which, which, yeah, which it's it's in the poems it's mentioned, and the whole thing is like based on the poetry of 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 um, I don't even fucking uh, Rice Burrows. Is it Rice Burrows? Edgar Rice Burrows. Is it Edgar Rice Burrows? I think no. it's all based on the poetry of Android Webber being off his tits on cocaine. Yeah. But uh, so I'm going to try and do this now. So I I can honestly tell you that don't ever go see Cats High. I was terrified. I was upset. I, I literally put my hands over my eyes a couple of times and wanted the music to stop. When the cockroaches were dancing. Oh, fucking that bit. That was a nice... Some because, of them didn't have their faces. So what's really weird is that at one point she's under the table looking up as the cockroaches march along and she hits the table and one drops down and she just opens her mouth. But it's, they all have the same face. I'm pretty sure the cockroaches are all the same person. And when she hits it, none of the others react. One just drops down into her mouth. Mm. And it... The whole thing, like, Rebel Wilson and James Corden are the two worst people in this film. They really are so fucking bad. Anyway, so the story of cats are there's a bunch of Jellico cats. Jellico cats are a particular... Jellico. Jellico, sorry. Do you know respect for the arts? Jellico? I thought it was Jellico. Jellico cats, but it's spelled like Jellicle. Okay. But, you know, whatever, I'm not going to con... <laughs> Andrew Lloyd Webber's a genius. A cocaine-fueled genius. He was asked once by um, Hal Price, who's like a, a music person yeah. guy, he's like, uh, this musical, is it about the monarchy and the disillusion of like politicians and all this sort of stuff? And he goes, Hal, it's about cats. It's not about cats. <laughs> I can tell you that as someone who has seen now four different versions of this, it is not about cats. So after watching the film one, I didn't understand what was going on. They they create a character that you are meant to follow throughout the story, which is like this ballerina cat, and she's meant to be your connection, like your the, mm. the, the, the viewer surrogate, and she goes through all this stuff, and you've got everybody only knows one fucking song from Cats, and it's and it's it's memories, but now I know they, give that, now, they don't now, give that to Taylor Swift, do they? They give that to they give that to Jennifer Hudson, yeah. who's a better singer. I'm going to be completely honest, but um, is she still married to to the wrestler? Who, Jennifer Hudson? Yeah, she was married to um, David something. He sucks. I don't care. <laughs> I just don't David care. David Otunga. Oh, I don't care. All I care about is that for two hours, I didn't understand what was going on. I still don't really know what's going on. The woman who sang Memories, Jennifer Hudson, she's the cat who gets to ascend. Great. Mm-hmm. But, like, does that mean she will I thought die? it was the murdering cat that got to ascend. Idris Alba? Yeah. No. I can't remember. Rum Tum Tugger? Rum Tum Tug, Rum Tum Tugger's the other guy, Jason is, Derulo, isn't it? Is it? I can't remember, man. I didn't watch Rum it. Rum Tum but... Tug. Oh, let's see. <laughs> Mr. Mistopheles. You've got um... the main one's Liz, isn't it? It's just called Liz. Yeah, she's just called. Everyone's... She's only in the film. She's yeah. not in the play. Yeah, well, they, um, someone looked at it and went, "Oh, do you know what? We should probably try and make this work as a film." It's Rum Tum Tugger. Mr. Mistopheles. Memories. Um... Oh fucking hell. Don't try and remember their names. I can't. I, uh, uh, Just um, keep reviewing the film. So yeah, so, you're giving people silence. Sorry, now. sorry, sorry. So the film is a CGI nightmare. I don't know who came up with the idea that a play that already doesn't make sense should be shot in CGI with all these effects and stuff. The cat hair thing is really fucking weird. Mm. It it's it could just be a bodysuit, but instead they've made it so that the hair is very like very thin on some people. They didn't motion capture either. Did they not? 
No, like Tom Hooper keeps making musicals, but he doesn't know how to make a musical. You know like Les, Mis- Les Mirables? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He shot that without a click track. You know, click track is the thing that keeps the tempo, so when they're yeah, yeah, yeah. singing, they can like That's sing along to it. That's why all the songs are out of tune. Yeah. I'm Javerv. Bomb Ballerina. There you go. Bomb Ballerina is... It just said was McCavity. I told McCavity, you. McCavity, the cat. There you go. And yeah. I'm going to be honest, Grizabella. right? Grizabella's the one who ascends. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Rum Tum Tugger. Yeah, Jason Derulo. I told yeah. you it was Jason Sorry, you're right, yeah. Um, Monkey Strap. Yeah. Tell me, tell me something. I'll see if I can Rumble remember this song. Rumble Teaser. Rumble is James Corden. No, Rumble Teaser's uh, Neve Morgan. Okay. Who Who is it that Ian McKellen plays? Ian McKellen was fucking great. Gus the theatre cat. Yeah. Ian McKellen kind of goes for it, like... Someone told Ian McKellen, you've got to play a cat. And he yeah. went, oh, I've got to be a cat. And he's he's more of a cat than the other people. So he starts, like, really leaning into it. But everybody else is just like, oh, I'm a fucking cat. Memories eating cockroaches with Taylor Swift. Well, why is he just called Gus? Gus the theatre cat? Yeah. Because he's just an old theatre cat. Oh, Francesca Haywards was called Victoria. Oh, yeah, that's the queen she's named after. <laughs> so, yeah, so Cats is a bad film, dude. But in the effort to like try and work out if Cats had a proper plot, I watched a bunch of shit about Cats. I watched the 1998 Cats musical, I the one that was a vid- watched, DVD yes, thing. I, it was just a stage show, but shot. <coughs> it kicked off the whole thing of shooting stage shows like they were musical, yeah. like they were movies. So I watched that, yeah. and that makes about as much sense as the, uh, the new Cats It's less movie. terrifying. It is less terrifying, until you get to the guy who plays... Um, who plays... McCavity... Because he's wearing those red fucking sunglasses with LEDs on them. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's fucking... But anyway, so Cats, the new musical. It's pointless, it's stupid, don't go see it. But also, if you want to get high and go see a film, nothing will be more terrifying than seeing Cats. Also, Idris Elba's still attractive as a cat. I'd still fuck when him. When he doesn't have his coat on. Yeah. When he, te- when, he, when he has his coat on, he just looks like a human. As soon as he takes his coat off, you're like, damn, cat fuck. But yeah, it's a bad movie. This isn't Adam Sandler. There's no like ifs or buts about it. It's just bad. But it's it's bad. Oscar-winning director Tom Hooper directed it. King's Speech, wasn't it? Yeah. Do you know what else he directed? What he directed the right said Fred music <coughs> video back in the nineties to promote Sonic the Hedgehog three, <laughs> featuring the Sega Pirate TV. <coughs> And right said Fred, obviously. Oh, yeah, of course. It's the one where they've got the wigs on at the start and they're pretending oh, to be yeah, different. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, yeah. A, I can't remember the Terrible. name of the song. Terrible. Um, but yeah, Cats is just really bad. Like, the 1998 thing, there's some merit to that because it's actually people, like, jumping around. And also, I think that that wasn't... That, that doesn't have takes. That seems to be, like, them just doing the whole stage show. Yeah, it usually is. They record it, like, they... Sometimes they film in front of an audience, sometimes they don't. That, that didn't have an audience. No, sometimes they just do the whole thing in one... Yeah, like well, they they probably record it over a couple of days, but yeah, but um, but I yeah. watched the Seven Brides of Seven Brothers one with Hugh Jackman just before the X Men film came out. I remember yeah. watching that, like the first X Men film. Any good? And I was like, that's fucking Wolverine. I know him from the trailers. <laughs> He's a song and dance man. I was that, like, Hugh why is he doing song and dances? It's just, it's just, it blows my fucking mind that this is a play that would it was on for years, like decades. Mm. And people were obsessed with it. Was it mid eighties? <coughs> it didn't stop until two thousand six. Apparently, <coughs> I was listening to Lindsay Ellis's thing about cats after I saw Cats because I was fascinated. And on the West by End, cats. it was ran for ages. It got replaced with the We Will Rock You, Freddie Mercury one, I think. And then the Lion King, I think. Yeah, um, but it's one of those things where I think that there is Android Lloyd Lloyd Webber writes one type of film, and that's 
take something that doesn't act like a human, make it human, and then make it. No, most most of his musicals are quite normal. When he gets into the cocaine, that's when you get Cats and Starlight Express. See, that's what I'm going to watch next. So I'm going to watch Starlight Express next. How has there not been a Starlight Express done with Thompson Tank Engines? I don't know. That'd be amazing. Yeah, every single song is a um. Thomas the Dank Engine thing. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I, there's a few musicals. One thing I can say about Cats is that it's it's given me a new it's given me a new respect for musicals. I rewatched um, Muppet Christmas Carol over over the Christmas period. Did it have the song in it or not? The one they cut out. Which one? There's a song they cut out. It's a bit where you see the past of um, Scrooge and there's a girl, the woman who sings a song in a frozen lake it got cut out of like practically every version of the film since it's released I don't remember that yeah. all, all I, think I, it gets, I think it's probably not in any version that's been released I, I, I've I watched that film hundreds of times I've never I don't think as an adult I've There's sat there where she's like in the park I think she's singing on a bridge over a lake and it's all frozen and she's singing a song when it's like a, supposed to be a Scrooge how he got this was the broken. Blu-ray this was yeah the Blu-ray I think it's been released. cut from every release since the 90s Jesus since the original version just because apparently it made kids cry the Star Wars of our time is the mm. Muppet Christmas Carol uh, but no uh, Muppet Christmas Carol one of the things that I, I didn't realise when I was younger and is is something that I just Michael Caine is playing that film 100% honest yeah Michael Caine is not playing as a man in a world where Muppets exist and it's all zany Michael Caine is acting the shit out of Ebenezer Scrooge. It's like a secret to a good Muppets movie. You have one actor who doesn't know they're in a Muppets yeah. movie. It's just phenomenal. So that tweet went around this week, wasn't it? It was like, take any movie and replace all the cast with Muppets except for one person. My suggestion was the best one. It was Human Centipede, but you keep the front guy. <laughs> no, Hard Candy. No, I want to find out if Muppets candy, eat. Hard Candy, you just have Patrick Wilson. I want to find out how Muppets eat and how they shit. Oh, fair enough. And this is a really convenient way of figuring it out. Would it just come out as like streamers at the back? Like you'd think D to Laser, keep D to Laser and have all everyone else no, be Muppets. No. But no, you place D to Laser with Beaker and the other one. Oh, um Yeah, the two scientist guys. Yeah. <laughs> no. And have the Swedish chef preparing their meals. I like uh maybe Beauty and the Beast. Keep only the woman, have every other member of the cast a puppet. And yeah, Muppet, sorry. Maybe. Um, we'll have the well, beast be real <laughs> just let yeah. all find us the green mile have the green mile but keep it Michael Clark Duncan <laughs> I don't want to go in the dark and they've got, oh, like... Sam Rockwell <laughs> Sam Rockwell <laughs> it's just a Muppet with like holes in its cheek someone suggested Die Hard and just keep Alan Rickman which is pretty <laughs> yeah. it's dead now so you can't well, do no, that well you can see Giant back to life uses I can imagine a little Muppet Bruce Willis working his way through <laughs> just things. like a movie too come down to the pulling glass at his foot <laughs> <laughs> just fluff a, a trail of fluff Blah. instead of blood yeah um, but yeah no it's it's it, it give me a new respect for musicals I'm going to watch the Star Express one I think that's going to be a nightmare but also the Spongebob Squarepants musical is apparently incredible yeah, and they filmed it this year for a Christmas thing yeah I think it's going to be on um, Netflix yeah. or something so I'm going to I'm going to watch that soon um, that looks brilliant mm. like I I forgot how much I love Spongebob because the movies are legitimately good um, that free them now and then there's yeah, a new one there's, there's a new one the two that have come out since... I saw the original one. The two that have come out since then, I haven't seen. In all fairness, it just sort of dropped off my radar. But every time I see Spongebob on like TV, when I'm at a hotel and you've just got the TV on when you get ready to leave, Spongebob Squarepants always has a couple of jokes that just hit the mark straight away. And I always appreciate that, so I'm going to give it a go. But um, one of the things they've when done... When they're going to do Spider-Man, turn out the... <laughs> Dark, whatever it was called, the musical where they injured so many Spider-Mans. Yeah, they, he, didn't, uh, he didn't spider sense didn't tingle there when he fell off the balcony. That's fucking bad, isn't it? I heard about that as well, and that that ran for years. Yeah, 
like a couple of years and then just completely fell apart. Spider Man. <laughs> Made a loss, didn't it? Yeah. Anyway, you earned your first review this week. My only review this week. Your only review this week. Yeah. Um oh, I guess let's talk about Star Wars. Yeah. Rise of Skywalker came out, the finale to the thing. Um Let's this be positive, shall we? Yeah. Um, there's there's a lot of nice things in this film that I liked, and there's a lot of stuff that looks Star Warsy. Okay, that's a start. Um, there's there's stuff I like, like riding the horses along the side of the Star Destroyer. That was different. It's new, and I liked uh, the bit when they blow up a planet. And it's a, like an actual practical paper, like plaster planet they blow up. Yeah, it's not a CGI effect, you know. And I liked all that sort of stuff. So the film's a mess. Like a complete, total, unadulterated, incredible mess. Like it doesn't hold up to the slightest bit of scrutiny. Um, if you can watch this without thinking for a second about anything that's happening on the screen, you're probably going to enjoy it. And you know, there's like little. The, the only closest thing to an arc in the entire film, story-wise, like a story is an arc. It's it's a beginning, middle, and end. And the only thing they have in this film is the arc between Kylo Ren and Rey, and it's like. But it doesn't really kick off to the second half. <laughs> like, I just uh, the the opening title crawl should have been the first act. Yeah, the whole thing was like, oh, some the message going out across the empire of the um from the Palpatine. That's what it says in the title crawl, and you think that that sounds like a good first act. But the film starts with Kylo Ren getting to Palpatine, who's just alive now. Yeah, and he gets told, oh, you've got to kill the girl and stop her because she's bad or some shit. But then. That's not actually his plan, though. He wants Ray to get to him, and then she wants he wants Ray to kill Palpatine, so Palpatine can put his dark force energy into Ray, so she can become the new Palpatine. Yep. But then she kills. Spoilers for the end of Star Wars. She kills Palpatine, and doesn't put the yeah. force into her. Don't question it. It's fine. It's the magic of two lightsabers. <laughs> there's there's elements of the. Kylo Ren thinks they went for the redemption arc. I wish they didn't. Yeah, so um, I, I wish that they just. Yeah, but there's elements of that redemption arc that's fine. The whole thing where like he gets defeated in the lightsaber battle on that bit of the Death Star wreckage. Yeah. Um, Leia dies because friggin' I mean, what they get there and had five minutes of footage, and it was quite clearly like footage filmed six years ago. Yeah. Um, but like that whole thing where he like real oh, she heals him he's like felt a little bit of empathy for the first time like someone's done something good for him yeah. she saved him from dying a little bit of the light side went into him effectively a little bit of her spirit or whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end he does one big light side act which is like you know fine does, does a pure light side power redemption arc dies I'm not too keen on these fans who get angry that they killed Kylo Ren off um, there was nowhere because, for him to go yeah the guy, the guy's a genocidal psychopath. Like it doesn't yeah. matter if he had a couple of minutes of being good. He's like you don't you. You're not going to give Charles Manson a medal, you know. <laughs> like I don't know, but it's just, just this thing. It's like little bits of sc- the moment you put any scrutiny up to it, it just collapses. Um, I would have started with Jet Leia's already dead. Like have a funeral at the start, just so the fans can be like, oh, because Carrie Fisher died. Then you don't have all this awkward stuff where Leia's just saying, like, platitudes. Where she's saying things like, oh, I can always trust the droid or something. And then you've got to trust in the Force and stuff. And then Ray's, they've clearly got Daisy Ridley spouting exposition. So they've got something for Leia's simulacron yeah. to <laughs> say back to her. 
it's so awkward. I want to start with her dead. She reaches out to Kylo Ren and says, hey, look, we've got the Force Link thing. Do you want to watch the funeral through me or something? And that's like a little thing where she's been kind to him and put a little chink in his armour. Mm. So his little dark side armour's cracking a little bit. And then the message from Palpatine goes out and he searches out Palpatine. But he's always got that little bit of doubt in his mind that maybe other people are all right. And that's where you start building it from. But instead you get this whole weird Indiana Jones quest thing where they go around to all these different planets picking stuff up. Like that was fun, yeah, great. Like that's fun. It's fun to have those characters interact, and it's fun to have adventures. Yeah. But when you've got a literal space wizard who is running through the desert, going, "Oh no, sinking sand! How would we ever get out of sinking sand?" Okay, and like a few tunnel. scenes before, she was floating rocks. Yeah. Like, like tons of rocks. <laughs> Don't just think like, about it. But no, but just th- consume products and get really excited for next product. There should have been this. Sh- I, I disagree. I don't think that the opening act should have been that cruel. I think that there should have been two movies. This was clearly Ryan Johnson had a plan. I'm guessing that he had somewhere he thought the story would go next, but because they didn't map this shit out, he had to guess what they were going to do, and then they had to move on from there. And and. They left him with good stuff. I think yeah. Ryan Johnson left him with good stuff. You've got a friggin' empire that's now run by a psycho- psychopath who's got no emotional control. Like, got he's a- got his general, his lead general is, like, ready to stab him in the back at any minute. Yeah. You've got the resistance at their lowest point when there's literally only a handful of people left. You've got, like, a good place to build from. Yeah. Because you need an underdog story. You know, for a finale of anything, when you go into the third act, which is essentially the last film in this, is the third act of this trilogy. Yeah. You start off at a low point and build back up. That's why Return of the Jedi works well enough. I don't know why... Not they so well, well enough. The, the, <laughs> obviously, the narrative for this series, and they kind of touched on it, and there was something about it in The Last Jedi, was that those people capturing children and forcing children to be soldiers oh. is going to backfire. <laughs> Finn is the in- inciting incident, and yes, he may be Force-sensitive, or there may be some other narrative there that should have been explored... But in the sequel, they should have shown that other stormtroopers are defecting. Well, they, there was meant yeah, to be you, a meet, scene. you meet the woman who's like, she's the former stormtrooper everyone yeah. there is, but nothing's done with it. No. Like, but like in the sequel... They could have had them rescuing people from the Star Destroyer, yeah. like break them out. Have them break into a cell and say, hi, my name's Finn, I'm here to rescue you. Well, I mean, like, yeah. in the last year... Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? No, actually, I was a stormtrooper. I used yeah. To- the one thing that I don't I don't understand is in the Last Jedi they have that scene in which the 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 um, Star Destroyer that they're on mm. is going down. That's how they escape. They basically get away from Phasma and all the other groups because it's mm. just it gets fucked. Originally, the idea was that Finn was taken away to go get shot with Rose, and as he's standing there and he's about to be shot, he says to the stormtroopers, "I know they they took you when you were kids." I was the same. You don't need to be part of this organization. We can band together. Mm. We can escape and. You see them start to descent. You see them in their heads. They start to think, oh, fuck, this guy's Finn. This is F2, whatever his fucking pool sign is. FN217. There you go. Um, This is him. We can defect. This is the guy that defected. This is the guy that got away. We can join the resistance. We can do something. Yeah. And then Phasma turns her gun and kills all of them. Showing that she is this powerful fighter, showing that she I would is have this kept alive as well, because yeah. I think it'd be funny if she just keeps coming back. Yeah, I think so. But, but anyway, um, so that was meant to be the scene. It was meant to show that Finn may or may not have yeah, the force. But, but to be at the fair, same the time, Last Jedi was two and a half hours long. Yeah, so it needed something cut from it. Yeah, that's true. But and the important the thing about that scene just... is that he sides with the rebels. Yeah, which people don't seem to get is that Finn wasn't sided with the rebels at the end resistance at the end of Force Awakens. No, he was purely there to rescue Fat Ray. Yeah. Um, even lies to him about how he can help him take down the star 
killer base. Do you remember how fucked off everyone was about Finn being black? Oh, when they first announced it, yeah, and they go, SJW's black? How pissed off do you think those people would be if Finn's literally the reason the galaxy's been saved? I've loved it. I fucking go for it. How fucking stupid is like is but, yeah. the entire audience were like we can't have a black stormtrooper. He's force sensitive, and technically he just saved the galaxy. From technically, the- most of the stormtroopers I'd imagine would be um, like black or aliens or anything yeah. that's not ubermensch because the because the Empire are pretty you know Hitlery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not they're not good. No, they're not good people. First order, rather. Oh, that's- the final order now because Palpatine had a couple hundred thousand. Or more, probably a million yeah. troopers of his own hidden under ice on a. This the thing is that that's fucking ridiculous. Um, I like <coughs> the big old floating cube temple. I yeah. like the friggin' Sith architecture because we've never yeah. seen that in the Star Wars films. That's always been in the games only. Yeah, that's always been like comics and stuff. I like the horror elements. We almost had. I genuinely. When I saw that he had like a bunch of Snokes in tubes and stuff, I was I like, laughed. oh, maybe he got my... Maybe I'm right. Maybe I was right about the fucked up Stormtroopers People moaning and stuff. about Snoke and stuff, and I'm just like, you go, oh, they killed the big bad. He wasn't the big bad. No. He was clearly the Wizard of Oz. He was the thing hiding behind... Like, <coughs> he was I, there for Kylo Ren to kill. And we've already had two films where you've got a secret empire, emperor. Like, two sagas, rather. Like, I, was, I don't know. I was mostly annoyed that they... They had, like, he had the, oh, I've got all these ships. It's like, how have you got... What if he unleashed an army of Snokes at the end? That would have been fucking yeah. hilarious. <sighs> Just like his That's his whole Snokes. plan. Not the tons of Star Destroyers, tons of Snokes. Just send out a whole army of Snokes everywhere. I just, I don't understand how they've got so many elements. Like, you could have just Kylo Ren goes to the Sith planet, gets captured by the Empire, tells Rey... Emperor. Uh, the Emperor, sorry. Um, tells Rey, hey, I'm trapped on this place. I'm pushing out to you because I need your help. I know you don't believe me normally. Here are the coordinates. This is what he's doing. He's told me his he whole fucking plan. He could have passed the holocron thing to her. Yeah. Like, There's like, two of those holocron things, like... And this one thing, they get to that Death Star thing and they do the Goonies friggin' Willy's, One-Eyed Willy's coin thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They find the exact point to stand. Like, fucking people, ridiculous. People moan about that, but I can buy that the Emperor would encode a secret message on part of the Death Star that maybe you're supposed to look at when it's in space. <laughs> yeah. And you just need to be the right distance away to, like, fine, even on an ancient dagger or something. The thing is, is that it points to his office. Yeah. Like, it points to his... Yeah, points like, to his chair. Like, where would he keep something important like that? Oh, it's it's his it's his main room, his main quarters. Yeah, just all I'm saying is to make a good Star Wars film. You've already set the seeds that they communicate that there is something there that hmm. they are trying, and she's trying to save him. Just have it be him, her actually saving him. I would have, have had a cool captured. fight. I would have had a fight sequence near the end where they're both fighting. Like he's fighting the Knights of Ren, she's fighting something else, and they're passing the lightsaber between each other yeah. through the. Force pushing into each yeah. other. Not force pushing, through the, through oh, the connection through the thing. Connection, They're in completely yeah. different rooms. Yeah. Because they do that whole bit where she's like pulls a lightsaber, I search, she kind of passed the lightsaber to him. That was cool. Yeah. I like that. And people moan about new powers in The Last Jedi. Like they're literally passing. I mean, they established this in The Last Jedi anyway, because yeah, the bit with the water. Gets wet, yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's freaking like there's, there's neat stuff in the film. I There's yeah. loads of stuff where every time I think about it, like loads of people have like. Um, complained about Lando perving on the woman at the end. He's not. It didn't come across like that to me. It came across to me like he was like, is this my daughter? No, it sounded like Lando was trying to fuck I her. I think he figured out, let's go on an adventure. This could be my daughter. Because I think Lando's hidden away and he hasn't been doing anything for a long time. And yeah. I think if it turned out that he had a kid who was taken by the First Order, that would be neat. That would yeah. be a reason why he would hide from the First Although, Order. Although, like, I don't know what the message would be about two people. Well, if you, if you put that he had... 
Well, no, I don't think... The problem is that... I don't think the message that him having a daughter... To J.J. Abrams, the one person we find we meet who's also a former stormtrooper is black also. Yeah. That's to J.J. Abrams. Oh, that's enough of a hint to say it's Lando Carizzi. That's what I mean. It's a bit <laughs> that's racist. That's all he can come up that's, with. Yeah, he is a bit bad. That's Lando. That's, that's J.J. Abrams for yeah, you, isn't it? It's really bad, yeah. But, but, um, but yeah, I like here's here's my problem. It can be summed up entirely in the Knights of Ren. So we see them, we hear about the Knights of Ren. We see Kylo Ren in his full garb, and we see how powerful he is. And then we come to the point where the Knights of Ren are actually used, and you've got axe guy, you got helmet dude, you got sticks dude. Like you don't just There's make them toys. all sit, like make them all safe. Just give them lightsabers. Have a lightsaber battle against multiple people. Why is this series so afraid to give anyone a lightsaber other than Kylo Ren or Rey? Fixing Luke's old lightsaber. Yeah, just fracturing the lightsaber is symbolic. Him, have them f- have fucking lightsabers, and also have us give us the whole scene. Don't give us Leia's lightsaber. Have Rey building her own lightsaber, yeah. making it out of her staff. Just, <laughs> I just, her own one. I wanted, I wanted to see the Knights of Ren. Being this powerful entity that it it's difficult to kill, but no, two it's not minutes. like I'm trying to come up with like fan theory stuff and things. What I'm saying is that I just want stuff that actually means something because none of it means anything in this yeah. film. The closest we get to it is like, hey, uh, don't be bad. <laughs> the closest we get is is yeah. <laughs> I love when Harrison Space Ford Nazis rolled out of bed. Yeah, <laughs> Harrison Ford rolled out of bed because they obviously couldn't get Carrie Fisher like, for that scene. I, I guarantee that was a plan all along was to have Carrie Fisher reach out to the fourth yeah. force. I like the fact that we got a film that that basically turned around and said the Last Jedi is kind of an ironic title because the force exists throughout all of these people, and there are other people out there with the force. Yeah. And then you get this, and it's like no special people get the force only. It's yeah. exclusionary. The force is in Palpatine's balls. Yeah. The force is stored in the balls. If I come, there's same force place. In save it. files is stored <laughs> in the balls. I'm just, I'm just disappointed. I'm not angry. We I'm just disappointed. There's one I saw someone pointed out, and that just it's, like I said, nothing. We put the slightest bit of scrutiny up to it falls apart. Yeah. Why is there a gunner seat on the star destroyer turrets on the outside of the star destroyer? Oh, that's a fair point. Who's <laughs> on the star destroyer? One of the commanders going, "Oi, you stormtrooper, get out there and man the turret on." And then it's just like him floating through space, <laughs> like. Here's the thing that I kept thinking was Emperor Palpatine put a lot of money behind the Death Star and then the triple-sized Death Star. And then it turns out he's got a thousand of them on Star Destroyers. Like, if the technology is that easy, why doesn't he... He's going to have portable ones next time. Wouldn't it be better if he just had, like, a portable gun that attaches to already existing Star Destroyers? If he was that desperate to have the Plantic and guns, (coughs) he could have just launched little ships that connect them to the already existing First Order ships. Why doesn't he have a ship that he flies in and he channels his force Because he's attached to the wall by a giant plug. Oh, that's true. Because he's GLaDOS. That bit where he floats down from the ceiling attaches... At the start, I was like, is there something going into the back of his head? And at the end, where it's just like, he's dangling from this thing. And I was just like, oh, right. The cake is a lie. I really liked. I really Bring liked the fact that he was rotting. Yeah, I liked that, and the idea that his he was just dead. He's essentially a ghost, just occupying. I think. The oh, I think it would have been hilarious if the way Ray kills him was just to pull force plug, force pull yeah. plug out. <laughs> just like yeah, if that would have been just a really anticlimactic moment, yeah. it was just like I will put my energy into. Just... <laughs> just I like, fucking I hate the scene where she did lightning. I was like, that's pointless. Yeah, that whole thing only exists so you can see that. Oh, so you can go, oh, she might be a Palpatine because lightning's a power we know the Palpat- Palpatines used before. But then if you've played the Force Unleashed, you know that every <sighs> fucking can Sith fucking, can do it. Yeah. Um, also, also, and like, that's like one of four deaths that sort of happen, but yeah, don't really. Yeah, I was going to say, Chewie's dead. Oh, no, he's not. Zori Bliss, who you only just meet in this film, we yeah. think she dies because she tells you she can't get off the planet any other way than use this coin. She gives it to Bo. Yeah, then turns up. The planet end. blows up, but she's still alive. 
friggin' C-3PO, they tell him to get his memories erased and it's treated like he it's a big old joke. Ago, yeah. yeah. And then there's friggin' uh, Ray, like, dies for a little while and then gets yeah. brought back to life. She fully dies and then Kylo Ren goes, I know how to fix you and bring you back after three minutes of shaking your body. I think it's fine that he does this life thing. Yeah. And it ties into the whole found a way to cheat death, Darth Plagueis and all that. But where did he get it from? I would like <laughs> I would like just any scene in which they embrace either the silliness or the horror of Star Wars. Because mm. they've got like this is just like it feels to me and I don't I don't want to insult people who like this film because I like this film, but it feels so much like Van Helsing. Oh dear. No, 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 hear me out. So Van Helsing came after we had The Mummy and after we had those other, like, campy horror remakes. And it was meant to be this whole, like, hey, look, there's this universe that exists and these are the people. You've met them before. At least you know about them. Here they are existing together in this universe, having a big adventure, trying to beat the big bad. Like, it's beat for beat, kind of the same sort of story. Yeah, but it's Van Helsing. Yeah, yeah, it's Van Helsing, but it's still, it's the same sort of story. Like, you see Igor, he's our version of Kylo Ren, he's interacting with the Dracula creature, and then at the end... All I remember is that all none of the Draculas could stand on a flat surface, they had to constantly be walking down walls on the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. Like, this couldn't hold a conversation on the floor. Do you not remember Palpatine in this? I'm coming down! I'm coming down on my arm! So much nonsense fan service in The Rise of Skywalker and... There's so much stuff you could just dig into. It's like, because I, like I I've, I've gone off J.J. Abrams for a long time, ever since friggin', friggin' Star Trek Into Darkness. Like, Star Trek, the 2009 Star Trek film, I had a bunch of problems with, but it's fun enough. But Into yeah. Darkness is fucking awful. Yeah, it's really bad. Um, at least Rise of Skywalker had some genuine Star Warsy stuff in it. Like, Star Trek Into Darkness was not a Star Trek The best Trek thing film. they did with Star, Star Trek Into Darkness is they cast Benedict Cumberbatch as Khan. Yeah, but it was so obvious he was Khan. Yeah, I know. And yeah, then they like, have a scene where everyone's like... With no one, They've mentioned Khan in one line of dialogue, and yeah. it's not important line of dialogue. And they have that scene where it's like, who are you? He goes, my name is Khan, dramatic music sting. Yeah. Spock and Kirk are shocked, and they think the audience is going to be shocked, but you've the, got a new audience like- who don't know who Khan is, and the main audience figured out he was Khan ages ago. Like... It's just oh, JJ Abrams thinks that everything is a mystery, and all he's good at is making you feel like you've seen a film you remember. Yep. Like he constantly tries to mimic other films. He does the whole Indiana Jones stuff for the start of it. He's got the one eye Willy bit. He's he's copying. Like people said, ah, oh, Force Awakens was just a reboot of remake of New Hope. It's because he's trying to make you remember a New Hope. Yes, That's what he he's good do at. Anything but remake shit. I know, Super 8, his whole entire thing is like, oh, we're trying to remember monster movies and alien movies from the 80s with kids. It's the blob. Yeah, it's like... It's the blob well, it's, to, Cloverfield. it's meant to be like E.T., but with a giant monster thing that's scary. Like, his whole thing is doing that sort of stuff. Mission Impossible 3 was all right. Like, I liked Mission Impossible 3. The other films after that shit all over it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't really get that, because Mission Impossible 3 was like the one that returned it sort of to form. Yeah, but then you think, oh, this is... Oh, they got Mission Impossible good again. Wasn't that the one that ended And then after that, it just... It's so much better. Oh, no, no, that's not the one. It's the one after Mission Impossible 3 is the one with Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, the Mission Impossible 4 is the one that ends with a car park fight. Uh, is it 4 or 5? Is it 5? Might be 5. There's like 300 That weird there. car park that changes yeah. cars. Yeah, yeah the one who's cool. fighting against Niels Blomquist from um, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. John Wick. He's dead now. Yeah, and John Wick. Dead yeah. throat cancer. Yeah. John fucking Wick. But anyway, Rise of Skywalker, it's a mess. There's some good Star Warsy stuff in there. I don't begrudge anyone liking it, because... It's. I still don't know if it's better than Revenge of the Sith, but it's still like Revenge of the Sith is more coherent, which is worrying. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But Revenge of the Sith is a compounded mess of the errors from the previous films. Yeah, Revenge of the Sith is writing the ship, whereas this is trying to write a ship that wasn't wrongly coursed. Yeah. It's just he didn't agree with the course. This is essentially Poe Dameron from the second one. Mm. This is Poe yeah. Dameron from The Last Jedi. It's like him going, no, I know better, I know better. And then Hodo's like, no, you don't. <sighs> Actually, they talk about that. <laughs> the Hodo movie, it's a one in a million shot. Yeah, No, it's not. You just turn your ship around and you press the hyper. Well, okay, so I'm going to explain the physics of travelling at light speed towards an object. Okay, if you travel at light speed toward, toward an object, it's hyperspace or whatever. They actually go faster than light speed. Yeah. The speeds these ships move in Star Wars is friggin' ridiculous because they go from one side to the galaxy to the other in a few yeah. minutes. Yeah. Um, but if you were travelling at light speed towards another object, there would be a point where basically you would cease to exist and wouldn't be able to collide with it. So in theory... There would only be a short space of time during the acceleration process before you hit the speed of light that you would be able to do damage to a ship. So maybe that's why it's a one in a million shot, but I don't care because it looked fucking cool and it sounded nice and I like the light. Yeah, I like the shot. Yeah. That's the other thing that I was going to say. So this and What's film, important is she sacrificed herself to save the others. Yeah. This film <laughs> is trying so hard to be fan service to one group of people that don't like minorities, don't like sex don't like gender don't like any of those things like you've got a female it's a Mary Sue you've got a male doing the exact same thing that's my hero hmm. you know and you've got these people saying like oh the last Jedi betrayed Star Wars it was a pile of shit I hated it but I really like the visuals I like the shots and the way the shots looked so J.J. Abrams has got this and gone alright so we need more fascists being heroes we need less women being heroes we need more shots that look pretty and it feels like he's trying to emulate the Last Jedi shots because there are scenes that look beautiful yeah but to get you there they need to bend the plot and just snap everything like the stuff with Chewie and the Force Lightning shooting up the thing it's a cool visual it makes no fucking sense it's a cool visual I hated seeing it could have all been summed up by them going oh Chewie's been kidnapped exactly Chewie's been kidnapped now we've got a reason to go to that Star Destroyer Chewie's been kidnapped and then just have Kylo Ren push her back she hits her head on a rock and then he tells them to fuck off, making you think that maybe he's the spy. Mm. They fuck off, and then he's got Chewie and uses Chewie. I kind of thought it was going to be Richard E. Grant for a while, because like, I kind of loved him in this. Random, random new character they bring into it, who they make out as apparently been Palpatine's servant all along. Yeah. Uh, and do you remember when they killed Hux off, <coughs> like, just, just out of nowhere? That was the fucking shit, wasn't it? Yeah. They were oh they got away. I like I liked Hux. I wanted Hux running away like a sniveling little coward. Well, in the trailers, he's in the ship with Leia. Is he? Yeah, there's a shot in the trailer where he's in the ship standing next to Leia. Yeah. Yeah. So they obviously what shot ship? something. She didn't even go on a ship. Yeah, she was in the Millennium Falcon. He's in there with her. I'll Leia wasn't in there. Yeah. I don't care. You don't want to show me. It's an audio podcast. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Anyway, sorry. Rose Skywalker. Just uh, best thing in the film is Babby Frick. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Baba Freak's easily the best yeah. thing in the film. Hello, my name's C3PO. What's your name? Baba Freak. Nice to meet you. It's very cool. He's my oldest friend. Yeah, he's my <laughs> oldest friend, Baba Freak. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey. He reminded me of a character from um, Labyrinth or something. Like yeah. one of the little things that Jennifer Connor, which is the sort of thing I want to see in Star Wars. People like moaned about the nun, the, the nun things in Last Jedi that people moaned about, yeah. which was, that is pure Star Wars character, that. That is a pure little Star Wars alien. Anyway. We've got to do our best of the years. Yeah, we do. Best yeah, TV do. show? Uh, yeah, let's start with TV show. Do you want me to go first or you go yeah, first? Yeah, uh, first you come. Okay. Right, so it's been a weird year for TV. I don't even know what TV show would be my best <laughs> of the year. Well, I was going to do... There was a couple of like stuff, a couple of things that I wanted to mention. So I, BoJack Horseman obviously had a great 
half a season. Yeah, it's not finished yet. But it's not finished yet. And also the good place had a great half a season. Again, mm. not finished yet. Um so I went back I went back through everything that I'd watched and stuff that I'd 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 thought about a lot and, and, and anything that I'd just completed the series on. Because some stuff I picked up and just dropped. And also it was hard to find stuff that came out this year because TV sort of depending on when you catch it can or cannot be in in that period. <sighs> Burping a lot. Too much tea. Um, so, <coughs> for me, my favourite TV show of this year was Chernobyl. 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 Um, I'm a sucker for a nuclear disaster movie or TV show. I've seen The Day After. I've seen um, Taps. Was it Taps or Fred's? Fred's. Fred's. Jesus. Fred's. Sorry. Um, I've also um, seen uh, Midnight Early. Like, there's loads of weird stuff. Coming that shakes the barley. Wind that shakes the barley. Yeah, the one where the frigging um, old not, couple gradually die. That's the wind that shakes the barley. Is the one with Cillian Murphy, where he's a soldier in the Irish War. Yeah, whatever. The one with the old people. Yeah, where they die from the nuclear poison. The ones that live in Ireland. Is it's it Ireland or Scotland? That's the old man. It's made by the guy who did the Father Christmas and stuff. I haven't actually seen it, but I've heard about it. It's one of the ones that I've heard about, but not seen. There's another one with Liam Neeson. I can't, it's I got a name like that. I can't remember. Yeah. It's an animated thing, and then the old people die. Yeah, slowly. The woman dies first, and then the man because dies. Because the old man's like, no, let's get out. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's... Um, so, Chernobyl. Obviously, it's the story of Chernobyl, the disaster that happened where a nuclear reactor exploded, and then because of both the explanation the the government gave and also the actions of the people that were there on site... It may or may not have been caused by a fault of the machine, a fault of the device, a scientist getting it wrong, or just people being inactive in the location when it happened. Um, it's the initial incident, the aftermath, the people that died, the people that were affected, how radiation affected those people. And it was tense. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it's a historical drama, so it's hard for it to be something that surprises people. It was one of those things where I knew about the Chernobyl disaster. I didn't know quite the effect. Um, and there were some electric scenes in there. Uh, but some of the stuff that was also irritating, there were certain characters that were written poorly, and I think that their representation has actually led to some legal disputes. But, all in all, spectacular I mean, if series. If legal disputes, it's going to be Russia taking dispute with it, and they're going to take dispute no, no, no. with any um, account. I mean, it. I can go into specifics. There's a, there's a particular character, there's a, a gentleman who is in the initial blast, and they are essentially going through the wreckage and trying to work out whether the tank has actually cracked and they find that there is a load of con- condensation coming down the side of a thing, but the rad meters they've got are showing that the radiation's at a normal level. Mm. So they're going under and through these tunnels that lead underneath the reactors, and there's water dripping down. And because it's heating up, because the reactor's cracked, it's actually exploded at that point. Because that's happened, there's this radiation pouring out everywhere. Their skin feels like it's heating up. They feel warm. Mm, hot. And there's water coming down. So obviously one of them splashes water on their face. And they don't realise that it's actually water from the cracked cooling chamber where the rods have just caused it to explode. So Idiots. A little bit of water. And he later, um, later on, he's transported to a hospital and his wife sneaks in, essentially, in all the chaos. She walks in and she goes and she sees him and his skin is translucent. Yeah. Like it was originally, It's he. you see him go in and it's bruised and he's joking with her. He's like, ha ha, you know, it, it hurts, but, you know, it's just a, an explosion. It's probably a concussive force. Is I got knocked on my ass, and this is probably what happens. Um, and then when you next see him, his skin is essentially translucent, where, where the pigmentation's draining out. Nice. And it's just fucked him completely. And his, he opens his eyes, and his eyes are just full of blood, so much so that it looks like he just has pupils, essentially. He looks like a demon. Nice. Um, and she says to him, I'm pregnant with your child. 
And the nurse has said explicitly at this point, stay behind the rad shield, stay behind the curtain, don't mm. go anywhere near him. But she goes in and she lets him touch her stomach so that he can feel the heartbeat of the baby or she can feel that energy. Um, whatever fucking pregnant people do, they're nuts. Um, and uh, and she later on loses the baby due to the radiation transfer to her because obviously radiation works like that. Um and and it's one of those things where I was I was frustrated with that character's actions because surely she's been told what happens. Yeah, but the whole show is about people not like yeah, paying not attention, believing that it's happened. That's one of the key things. Is the whole thing is that they're not they're like playing loose with the rules, thinking yeah. that they're going to figure it all out and they know better. Yeah. and all this, isn't it? It's a it's a fucking difficult show to watch though, because when it is sad and when it is brilliant. It's sad and it's fucking brilliant. There is an episode in which um, you see the soldiers that have been brought in, conscripted, to go and work in there. And those soldiers are basically told, we need to shoot pets. You need to stop the pets getting outside of the area because they're going to mm. spread the radiation. If yeah. they get in the hands of a kid, a kid's going to get infected and then die. And so they've got these makeshift lead shields they put over their genitals because they believe that the radiation is going to stop them having kids, which obviously is the least of their issues in that situation. Uh, but then you've got a scene in which this young um, young conscripted soldier hasn't been to war, hasn't fought in any sort of violence mm. like that, has been given a gun and told, we need to shoot these dogs. And he struggles to shoot his first one. And then you see as the episode goes on yeah. how they react to death. And then by the end of it, he's smoking a cigarette and he goes into a room and sees puppies. And then you just see him start firing. We're in the beginning yeah. of the day. He can't. And it's the breakdown of society. It's the breakdown. There's um, one of my favorite characters is the leader of these miners. They basically have to get these miners in what, to go. children? No, no, no. Uh, they have to get these people that work in the coal mines to come in and dig down below the tank so they can cause an explosion to... Uh, sorry, they can they can drain the water and prevent the radioactive material hitting water and then getting out further through reservoirs and through water distributories. Um, so they basically have to have these miners go in. They mine down underneath where the radiation is so they've got like a few metres before, you know, they've got the massive radioactive, ro- mm. radioactive material and they're going to fill it with concrete to try and basically just create like a sportive area and then drain the water out from underneath to avoid it spreading and the miners turn up and they're like oh don't forget to put and they've got these cloth masks and they've got these like rad suits they put on and they go up to Stellan Skarsgård and what is the name of the guy the guy who played Moriarty in uh, the second Sherlock Holmes film Guy no 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 he's he's a really good actor I want to fucking remember his name he's in loads of shit just make up a name I can't fucking bubble but basically Tim Bumblefart (laughs) Him and, and he's talking to Stan Skarsgård and this actor, and he goes, he goes. Oh, they got um, actors in there. Yeah, proper actors. Uh, he goes up to Stan Skarsgård and this guy, and he says, he says, um, he says, uh, what's going on? And they go, we've called you over because your whole team are walking in there completely nude, like because they're walking in just nothing on except boots. And he goes, he goes, you need your men to be wearing this protective material, or else the radiation's going to affect them. And the guy's got a cigarette in his mouth, and he takes it out, and he just he turns to him and goes. Where the fuck's your mask? And the guy goes, well, we're not going under. He goes, he goes, we're close enough to the radioactive stuff that if we needed those masks, you'd be wearing them too. So I guess mm. we're all fucked, aren't we? Yeah. And he's just like, and he goes, about the uniforms, we're not going to wear that because it's hot as shit down there. <laughs> it's too hot for us to wear them uniforms. We can't wear your fucking mask because we can't see when we're wearing the masks. And there's no point anyway. So let my men get on with it. And they're like, <laughs> fuck, fine. Whatever. <laughs> There are just They're yeah. heroes, just like the ones who mined into that asteroid in Armageddon. Because <laughs> yeah. no astronaut could learn how are, to drill holes. There are genuine hero moments. There's an episode where 
um, where there are other people that have to go down into the cooling mm. tanks to see the extent of the damage to see if other tanks have been broken. Well, they took too long. They didn't try and cool the thing, did they? No. I think. I remember well, right no, they hit, they hit a button. So basically, from what I understand... You meant to flood nuclear power plants when yeah. they get... Because it cools down the quicker and it stops the radiation safety, spreading. It was a safety... It was a safety mechanism where they were running a Basically, test. Basically, Homer Simpson was in charge of it. No, 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 no. <laughs> they did exactly what they were supposed to do. But the problem was that in all of the tests, mm. when the radioactive material, when it's dropped into the tank, the actual energy produced by the radioactive material shouldn't drop to zero. If it drops to zero, then when they go to purge it into the tanks, there's no power to run the mechanism to drop it into the tanks. And then what happens is it starts, the radioactive material doesn't cool. Mm. It just goes, poof, explodes because of all the energy. And that's what happened. They went to hit the button and where it went, okay, we're going to stop letting the energy flow through now. It should slowly, slowly power down so it continues to move into the cooling system. It didn't. Mm. So the heat was overwhelmingly exploded. That's no. what happened. So the steam built up and exploded. Yeah. Silly buggers. Well, it was never meant to happen. That was the whole point. It was never meant to happen. And it was a small update that they did to all the, well, apparently, it was a small update that they did to all the power plants to stop it. To stop it happening again. But it just, you know, who do you believe? The Russians obviously have a... Their version of the story. <coughs> well, they're, fa- they're filming their own version of the story. Really? So there will be a version that matches the Russians. It makes the Americans look like the villains, apparently. Yeah. So I'll be watching that next. But this is, this was, for me, this was, this was great TV. It was on the edge of your seat stuff. You should do a follow-up one based on the Fukushima and just all about frigging all wasn't those scientists. Even, wasn't even sadder. Yeah, because all those scientists, like those guys have shortened their lives a massive amount and they yeah. managed to stop an actual like massive nuclear disaster. It's also, a miracle that... <coughs> the Fukushima one, if you look at the pattern of spread for the for the radiation, because the thing about the... the thing it didn't go as far as they expected it to because it was raining heavily. Yeah. So the rain just like dragged it all down. Basically, so it but fine. it made like a boot-shaped... No mm. man's land. Yeah. If you ever look at the map, whereas with Chernobyl, you had like a three mile radius. Yeah, it was, and it it was just dry, spread. there was no rain, and yeah. it just spread. Yeah. It was like three or five miles. I can't remember the exclusion. Mm. It might even be 10, 10 miles. It's probably further than that. Yeah. But, um, but no. There's one it, in America, isn't there, as well? Three Mile Island. Yeah. Three Mile Island, though, is where they uh, didn't properly deactivate or shut down a yeah. nuclear station. But you're not meant to go near it. No. That's, that's where. where but it's because what happened was Wolverine was fighting Deadpool on top of the. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what happened. Top of the tower. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's it's mm. a Tom Atkins. It was a Tom Atkins when I reviewed it before. I'm pretty sure um, it is. It is the perfect TV for me, and I don't think it's for everyone. But I think that because you like misery, yeah, basically. Well, no, I like I. There are there are those little like I said, there are those little stories about people that don't seem like heroes. They are in a communist nation. They're downtrodden people that rise up and just go fuck it. If I don't mm. do this, I'm gonna people are gonna die. There are people that they timed. They had timed runs to go up. And collect radioactive material, and then they just basically had to like fuck off and drop their shovels and then run back down. Mm. And it was only like two minutes they could stay up there. They had the initial Geiger counters they used to try and work out how radioactive it was up there. Only went to five thousand rads mm. or, or the equivalent thereof. So once it hit five thousand rads, the machine broke because mm-hmm. the reading was so high. So when they were scanning things, the machine needle wasn't able to go high enough to tell them how bad the rads were. So they were like, "Oh, it's only a, it's only two thousand rads. We're fine." This is like mm. standing near a microwave. We're fine. It's like no, it's actually thirty-two thousand. There are like there are three people that went below the tanks to go and check the damage and to release the pressure, so that there wasn't another explosion. Yeah. But the place they had to go down was flooded with coolant that was radioactive to the point where wearing their suits, they'd still die of radiation poisoning yeah, yeah. soon after. And three people volunteered to do that. And like one of them says, "I have a wife. I have kids. Will this stop?" 
Like they have a group of people that are all workers for the for the plant, mm. and they say, "Who will volunteer? If you do not volunteer, the country will volunteer for you, and we don't want to do that." But this is the situation, and free people volunteer. Jared Harris, that's the guy who plays the other scientist, mm. and Emily Mortimer plays uh, an amalgamation of like several different characters that all happen at the same time. But you know, she didn't exist. What well, obviously she the person exists. But the character she plays in the series, it's several different people all from different places. Yeah. But yeah, fucking stunning TV. Absolutely stunning TV. I think probably probably um, just an honourable mention in this category would be The Mandalorian. Didn't expect to love a Star Wars series, especially after watching The Rise of Skywalker, but the last two episodes that I've seen, directed by Taika Waititi, who deserves a lot of credit for his work on this. Um, I've really enjoyed it. Like I said to you, it's not perfect TV, but it's schlocky cowboy TV. A bit like it feels a bit like I'm I can't watching. Watch that though. It's not Disney Plus. Isn't available <laughs> in the UK. I was in Holland for a couple of days, so I'll tell mm. you what. I'm Dutch. Yeah. But yeah, no. Uh, the Mandalorian's an honourable mention. It's not like perfect TV, but th- it's the kind of thing that's going to stick with me. You'd watch a TV show illegally. <laughs> it's going to stick with me a bit more than some of the other stuff I've seen this year because I can't really think of anything else that's been exemplary mm. this year. It's been a weird year for TV. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Chernobyl has been my favourite thing. Your review, Ant? Fuck you. Um, God's sake, TV shows this year. Like, TV shows have sucked this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'd go probably say the She-Ra, the new series of She-Ra. Yeah? It was so much better than the last series, and I liked it a lot. But I only talked about it a few weeks ago. Um, because the new series of She-Ra was like a really fun adventure series, and it carried paid off a whole bunch of stuff they've been building up since the first season. And they've set up a new status quo for the next season. It's like nice changing of things. Went into a lot more Scorpia, who I love. Scorpia's the best. Um, there was more Gina Davis in it. She was she's not in it enough. She's um she's a big old beast woman woman. She's like a kick ass like woman who lives out in the wasteland. Um but they did like a lot of their weird experimental stuff again. They have one of the characters like Madam the Madam what's her name? Madam what's her face? I can't remember her name. She's the wizard witch woman. Yeah. Lives in the woods. She can like she's basically existing on two planes of existence at once. Everyone thinks she's senile, but actually she's like randomly remembering the past and the future and the present at the same time. Okay, so she's omni, stuff. omni time. Yeah, but she doesn't really know when she's in one time or the other. Okay. Um they did a whole episode that was based around that. But um yeah, this just a really nice series to see. Just one where all the characters feel different and unique and they've all got their own little plots going on. There's even little side characters who are just like usually only in a couple of episodes for a few minutes, all had little things that paid off in arcs where they where they were like one of the characters with the Horde, like the little group of Horde soldiers who have always been by Catra's side and have been her main. Yeah. Like guys that send out sort of finally start to go, you know what, Catra, you're a piece of shit. Fuck you. <laughs> start turning on their leader. Yeah, and Catra's manipulating everything and all that. It's been... It's just been a really good series to see, and uh, you know it's good. And the thing is, there's not much else really that I could say I watched that was great. I didn't have time to watch the new Fast and the Furious cartoon, obviously. No, I still haven't seen that. Yeah, what's it called? Spy Riders or something? I don't know, but I can't wait to watch it. I am genuinely, I'm gonna watch all of it and then lose my mind. Yeah, and I didn't watch, I didn't watch Legion season three. I never got around to watching that. No, Um, nor did I. No, was that actually this year? Yeah, February, wasn't it? Oh, March, something like that. But um, yeah, and obviously all the, a lot of the shows haven't finished yet, like the Arrow, yeah. Flash, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. You know, there was no Breaking Bad. This not Breaking Bad, um, Better Call Saul this year, so that instantly causes a problem because usually that would be right <laughs> at the top. There. But yeah, but Shira was you know 
good stuff at the end of a year where there wasn't much great. And I'm only counting the current, the last series that came out. The one before that was like six episodes, because that came out in like March or something. Oh, and that right. was like only six episodes, uh, seven episodes or something. And it wasn't really a complete season. It didn't go anywhere. It was just like, it was quite clearly meant to be the first half of a season. Like Bojack Horseman. Yeah. yeah. But I think with Bojack, they actually planned to have two halves for this last season. Whereas I think with Shiva, they found out part way through, you're cutting it in half. Yeah. Um, actually, no, that was the previous season to that because we had the end of that season. Because um, this was season four, the kind of one. But yeah, it was it was good this year. I liked it. I liked my animation stuff. And um, yeah. And there's two, there's just, you know, there's. Eh. There's loads of, there is loads of like shit that I There's I, big I, event TV going on all the time and I can't be arsed with it. No. <laughs> see, that's the thing though. Chernobyl was like specifically something I wanted to watch. Yeah, it was only a miniseries, wasn't it? It was like yeah, four episodes, wasn't it? There was yeah. another thing that I wanted to watch that I didn't get around to seeing was um, it was one about Ebola. If Ebola made it to America and like the idea that it spread within like select. Select. Back in my day, Ebola was all the rage. We just had it everywhere. <coughs> I just like stuff like that. I don't know. It seems grim, but I, I'm always fascinated by stuff. You like and your diseases. diseases. Yeah, diseases. Yeah. Do you want something that's a bit more hopeful and fun? Um, yeah, you don't watch anything that's fun. Not really. No, there was a Steven Universe movie this year. I didn't there see was it. indeed. Yeah, there was indeed. But anyway, she up. I like Scorpio. More Scorpio. Yeah. More I want Scorpio. Scorpio. Any fi- they haven't done any figures for the Shiva cartoon, have they? Yeah, sweet. I would love some figure. I hope that new He-Man cartoon they're doing isn't utter shit. But yeah. you know, she I haven't finished. I didn't watch all the new series of Power Rangers, so I mean, obviously that would have been at the top. Oh of yeah, of course. Know, I mean, that's classic. That's there's Beast Morphers. Yeah, I mean, I like the robot. There's a robot called. It's always a robot. Yeah, there's a robot in it called um, Bonatron. Super awesome, mega strong oh, steel, or something like that. He's got close. a ridiculous name. They just end up calling him Steel. That's close to what I said. But um, yeah, he's cool. <laughs> <laughs> the Nishira. <coughs> nice. The animation quality is really good on that show as well. Especially yeah. when they get into action sequences, it's not like it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like it's flash like that. You remember there's that phase where everything looked flash animated. Yeah. Astro Boy and all, not Astro Boy. Um, Robot Boy. Do you remember that cartoon? No. With the little robot fingers, robot boy, and there's like his best friend and everything. It tried to look like Powerpuff Girls and Dexter, oh, yeah, no, Dexter's Lab. Like uh, Danny Phantom? <clears throat> yeah. Like yeah. One of those sort of ones. Like Kim Possible. It had the nice, the nice animation where they aren't relying on stretching. You know like how they do that thing in a lot of animations where like characters look like their limbs are being animated on a curve? Well, like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just, and they, yeah. they, it looks like they've just taken it and they've, they've bent the spline, reticulated the splines. Um, but no, the, this nice proper animation, like hand-drawn stuff, and it looks... That's cool. It looks really good. That's I like cool. it. And Hordak, I like Hordak. He gets a big, gets Hordak. big arm cannon. Hordak is always a hero. Yeah. He's in He-Man as well, isn't he? Well, he was... Hordak! He wasn't in He-Man. He was always She-Ra, but they referenced him at the end of... Um, the batched He-Man series from about 15 years ago mm. and then they never got to do another series so we never got the Hordak arc outrageous alright um, um, what's next films was it movies oh shit I forgot what my answer was yeah what was your film of the year ah oh no I forgot what the movie was oh, oh shit <laughs> I had one in mind Oh shit! But did you not think about it before you? No, started? I did. I had it written down. I'm gonna have a look. It was cats, wasn't it? No. Maybe you don't want to leave silence for the people. No, no, I know I don't. I know I don't. Um, yeah, it's it's been a good year for films. There's been a lot of really random shit that you know was good and bad. Um, oh god. Uh, 
it's been a it's been a weird feel a weird year for um for most shit that's come out. Um Oh god. Oh god, my notes are a nightmare. We'll say stuff because you okay. left a load of silence right. now. So, so um, there's actually penis. there's actually two films that I that I w- I'm going to recommend. They're both the, the polar opposites of each other. So, Avengers Endgame happened this year. Is that your film of the year? No, 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 no. Say your film of the year. <sighs> um, you really didn't think it's true. No, I, I can't remember what the fuck I was going to say. I can remember game. I can remember TV, but I can't remember my fucking film. What film? Can you go? Irishman? No, it wasn't the Irishman. Do you want to go first? No. No? You want to make sure that we do this? Yeah. Got to keep the order. <sighs> All right. Fuck it. All right. Uh, my film of the year is going to be the Irishman. <laughs> I can't I can't find what I fucking wrote down about this other one. Why? Just use memory. I can't fucking remember. Why? Because I specifically wrote something down about a film that was lesser known because I thought that the Irishman's too big. I was going to say Endgame. I was going to say Knives Out. The Irishman's too big. It's a Netflix film. Yeah, but it was still too big. I mean, it's not as important as a Marvel movie. Well, no. See, that was the thing. Endgame is like, again, it's like Infinity War last year. It gets an honourable mention because it's so much coming together. Um, but I did have a film. And I can't fucking remember what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, fuck it. Um, so The Irishman... it. The Irishman and Once Upon a Time in, in Hollywood are both pretty much the same idea, so they, they fit into the same category. It's a period piece. Um, and both are basically my film of the year. Um, the Irishman is a gangster film. It's a return to form for Martin Scorsese, and he's an auteur. He does this shit well. It's almost methodical how he produces these films, despite some technical hiccups. And as everybody has said, including myself during my review of it not long ago, a body double for Robert De Niro would have gone a long way to make this a more believable um, a believable film but because they don't use a body double it's kind of hard to discern what age he's meant Can to be they just have points. injected more collagen into yeah into oh fuck that's what it was going to be Dolomite is my name is my film of the year oh that's your <laughs> yeah, film of the year fucking go I'm there right I so not the Irishman it's not the Irishman fuck Stick the Irishman from record Get it's not a Marvel movie well it's kind of a period piece as well so it kind of works um, Dolomite is my name it's a return to form for not only Eddie Murphy but also uh, but also Wesley Snipes it is utterly phenomenal the amount of energy they get from this concept and Rudy so memorable as well wasn't it Rudy Raymore deserves the fame that he never had in life across the world I don't think enough people are, uh, are, uh, are considering this for the Oscars but it really does deserve it they are through and through you have characters who they embody something positive that is so lacking in media nowadays. There, uh, I reviewed this again. This is something I've already reviewed for the podcast. So I don't want to repeat myself too much, but I want to just say that the, one of the final scenes in in uh, My Name Is Dolomite is Eddie Murphy going to pick up a female co-star for the film, someone he meets early on in the in the film, and, and sort of becomes her producer. Mm. Um, he's he's going to go pick her up for a film premiere, and she says. Can you imagine, Rudy, that we are going to a film premiere? People <clears throat> like us don't appear in Hollywood movies, and because she's she's a she's a bigger lady, and obviously Eddie Murphy, he's not a skinny skinny guy anymore. He's he's aged, so he's got a bit of a bit of a stomach don't on him. Don't be so rude about Eddie Murphy. <laughs> and and it's you saw him in Norway, but he was slightly less <laughs> skinny. And it's her reaction. She is fantastic as an actress in this, and she sells that line. And him, his response, his reply is, "That's what people are going to come to see. They're mm. going to come to see themselves up there. We aren't some action hero. Isn't some some 
white guy doing karate. It's not some speak up. It's not. Oh, sorry. It's not some white guy doing karate. It's not some martial artist. It's not. You know, this is us. This is people going to see us on screen. Yeah. And and she's like, okay. And as they're driving up, there's like this this tension. And then when they finally arrive, there are more scenes. I don't want to ruin any of that, but there is one interaction between well, Eddie Murphy. Yeah. There's more scenes in between this. It doesn't just suddenly cut to him. But there's a little boy who says, "Who says I listen to your records every night?" And Eddie Murphy's going down like, "Of course you do. I'm Dolomite." And the guys, the crew, He's and everyone, are, more. <laughs> the crew and everyone else are going in. And um, and Rudy Raymore, he said he he goes, "I've seen the movie. I know the movie behind." like the back of my hand because this is after he's done the tour around America showing it in smaller mm. cinemas to sell him out he goes I've seen the movie I, I know the movie I don't need to see the movie again I'm here to see these people now have you heard there's a five hour wait to see Dolomite and they're like woo and he goes I'm going to be here with you every minute <laughs> and he starts like espousing to this crowd of people and, and there's this little boy and he goes he goes Dolomite I've listened to your uh, 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 sorry Rudy Raymond I've listened to your records every night I want to grow up to be just like you I am I shit lightning and, and, and fucking I scream thunder and Eddie Eddie Murphy in that just this smile creeps across his face and you get that just that little hint of Eddie Murphy from the 80s you get that hint of Golden Child of, of Beverly Hills Cup you get that you see just that glint well, of it to beat up John Landis <laughs> yeah you get that glint of just something <clears throat> there just that, that life that is so missing from superstars now you see him and he, he, a little smile creeps across his face and he says, he says of course you want to be Dolomite Dolomite's the baddest motherfucker in town <laughs> and he, he swore this, in front of a kid hands this kid his cane and he goes out and he just he literally just like it's the cheesiest thing in the world climbs a lamppost he's hanging off a lamppost like saying shit to people he's embodying that character and it's just it, it, it's something so missing from like adult content this this joy this hope like mm. so many films have ended sad and broken and that just... film's the one where a kid gets shot the fuck up <coughs> outside the church in one scene isn't it which one is that the one with the in his film is it Dolomite or is it the um the follow up film? It's the follow up film with the exorcism. With the kid yeah, where the kid yeah. gets shot up in outside the church and then they just rewind time and fix it. Yeah. <laughs> um I, I can't recommend it enough. And I, I recommend human it before. tornado. Yeah, that's it. It is the human tornado. Yeah, I always get confused because human tornado is also a wrestler. Well, Dolomite and Human Tornado are kind of mixed together for this. Yeah, they, they've got the bed scene. Just to they, remember, give yeah. you the scenes that you remember you might remember. Yeah. yeah. And also I, I mean at the end they have a great tribute to Rudy Ray Moore where they play back some of the scenes he's in hmm. and you realise just how incomprehensible some of the lines of dialogue by him were. Because Eddie Murphy is really good at projecting himself and his voice and he's obviously been doing this for years. Hmm. Rudy Ray Moore was a dude who wrote some records. And then and then just fucking didn't know how films it was worked. The black Kevin Bloody Wilson. Yeah, just didn't know offensive. New no one rude knew songs. No one on their crew knew exactly how to make a motion picture. Everybody knew a little bit of how to do mm. it. And so when he came out, he's he's like motherfuckers coming after us. But it comes out like motherfuckers coming. <laughs> it's just like they couldn't do audio. Um, but yeah, just the the amount of joy behind which. And like I said, Wesley Snipes gets a great gets a mention in here because he he's this. He's this guy that is held to a really high regard because he played like a bellhop mm. in The Exorcist or Rosemary's Baby. Mm. <laughs> so they hire him to direct because his name can be on the poster. And he, he is, he's like, he's obviously someone who's like really up himself. So every scene he's like doing the whole Hollywood thing. He's like, oh, I, I guess that's cut. I guess I think that's great. Mm. There's the famous karate scene outside of Rudy Raymore's house where he's yeah. throwing guys into the car boot. And, uh, and he goes, he goes, cut. Um, Rudy, 
how much how much martial arts training have you had? And he goes, he goes, oh, nothing. I just you chop, and then <laughs> he goes, I guess, I guess that's that's that. Yeah, so that's the fucking the bedroom scene when they're having sex and it ends. And everybody goes, uh, they go, did we get it? And there's, they're all like, did we get it? That was fucking hilarious. And Custer Wesley Simon, he goes, he goes, I don't know what we got, but it was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> 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 it's just stuff like that. Oh, I just appreciate that. Like I said, it's just, it's a chance for someone to act who has been on the downturn. And it's just, it's both, it's almost like a redemption story for both those actors anyway, because Eddie Murphy. Well, for Eddie Murphy, what, you're saying Eddie Murphy's films haven't been good? Eddie Murphy hasn't had the great PR over the last few years. And also, I think the fact that he's now disowned Raw and the jokes he told during Roar and Delirious have meant that a lot of people have gone off of him because he's not defending his old stuff. You're saying Norbit is not a classic. <laughs> are you saying? Are well, you daring it was, it wasn't to say? That. It was the whole Mel B thing as well that was kind of like. What was amazing. the other film he was in? The what? sci-fi one that was like a massive flop. Oh, Pluto, Pluto Nash. Nash. Yeah, yeah, Pluto Nash. Yeah, classic. Um, I went to see Nutty Professor in the cinema when that <coughs> came out. Yeah. That's the film I saw in the cinema. That film is not aged well either. I think that's the only Eddie Murphy film I've seen in the cinema, actually. Really? Yeah. I'm trying to think. What have I seen in the cinema? I never uh, saw Bowfinger. I meant to go to I saw Bowfinger. But I saw Bowfinger in like when it was on Prince Charles. I didn't see it when it was original. Yeah. Because that was like 2002. I was 14. I was already interested in satire. It was 24. Um, but the other, the other film that gets, the other thing that gets an honourable mention is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, as it was going to get an honourable mention with the Irishman. is It's a good film. It's a great mentions. film. It's a great film. It's just it's not Oscar worthy. <clears throat> I can't think of anyone in that film who would deserve an Oscar because uh, that's the highest praise anyone can possibly. No, no, have. no. But I, I think that like to have even if a film's if, even if a film's not incredible as a whole, you can often find things that you'd say I would give someone an award and the highest accolade in, in Hollywood for award season is, is an Oscar. Um, I can't think of anyone who's who's spectacular in that. All I can say is that um, Quentin Tarantino needs to find a new editor because he's not very good at it. Uh, but his set designer, his sound engineer, his his producers, they're all fucking phenomenal because that film drips style and class it's just a shame that it also drips copious amounts of your time out of its arsehole with scenes that don't need to be there um, and there's phenomenal well, maybe scenes maybe you just don't know what, they, what they're about phenomenal scenes from Brad Pitt I think Brad Pitt's stronger than Leonardo DiCaprio in this <coughs> but also he's afforded a little bit more time to grow mm. whereas Leonardo DiCaprio he has some great moments but the scenes where he's not I talk about Once Upon a Time sorry. in Hollywood but the scenes the scenes where he should be excelling I feel like he doesn't really take the chance. There's a scene where like they're watching FBI and there's a cameo by Leonardo DiCaprio in it. And like that could have been a moment where it's like, damn, look at it. Look at what I did. Look at this. It's fucking great. And you could see like his energy for acting. But instead he's like, oh, who's this handsome devil coming up? And it's almost like a parody. Mm. Yeah. But uh, but other than that, like it's a great film. It's just not as good as Dolomite in my name. And then again, it's personal preference. And Dolomite is my name just dripped energy and style and class and but I mean it was a Netflix movie it's not it's, a real movie if it's on honestly Netflix, I it? don't know how people haven't just put this on and watched it it's two hours of your life Wait, when did Cloverfield Paradox come out that was, <laughs> last was that, year. Was that last not your year. film of the year no, oh. no that was last year or the year before Worms in the Eyes right and you're uh, you're a film of the year right Um. okay so for me for a film to be considered film of the year it has yeah. to be a film that sticks with you and stays with you for a long time um, and, you know, I don't really watch many new films these days. I just go to the cinema every now and again, especially since they closed my fucking cinema. <sighs> I watched all Star Wars films in the same cinema. Do you know that? Really? Except for the new one. I had to go to fucking Guildford to watch oh, it. Oh, yeah, no, I know that. <sighs> but anyway, um, but really, like, all the films I saw this year, none of them really were... I thought they were all just okay or decent. Like, 
Avengers Endgame had a lot of yay clappy moments, but it's not about anything, and it's it's passable. It's a decent film. It's three hours long, and it's okay. But it wasn't as good as Infinity War. Yeah, it's it's a fun film. It has some fun bits, but like all the other big films I saw in the cinema, like Spider Man Far From Home was all right. Captain Marvel was all right. Yeah. Like you know, freaking yeah. So my film of the year has to be the one that's stuck in my brain the most. Okay. It's supposed to be Serenity, starring Matthew McConaughey. Oh, no! And we're not going to spoil the film, because the only way to watch this film, you can only watch it once, and you must go in blind. And if you've watched a YouTuber spoil it, yeah, you've ruined the film for you. Because this film is a nightmare. Yeah, it's cats. Yeah, but it's fucking hilarious, man. As as I was watching it, I was just like, the whole way through, I was just... Why is this making me anxious? Everyone's trying their best to be so sincere with their acting, but they also know what they're in. So they're putting a little bit of cheese on I, it. Wasn't it Anne Hathaway's just, in it, yeah? Yeah, Anne Hathaway it doesn't did, feel like she knows she's in that movie. Yeah, well she 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 was she was hamming it up. Everyone's hamming it up. But they're doing it in this way where it's like Oscar hamming. Yeah. You know, where you're you're growling a little bit too much yeah. with your dialogue you're and chewing all this, that scenery. You get lines too. of dialogue like we ain't caught any fish since your wife died. You know, freaking Beautiful film. Um, it actually genuinely is a really nicely shot film. Like it is a gorgeous film to look at because it's like you don't get many films set in like locations like this. I, think, I don't think it was on Hawaiian Island or something they filmed it on. Yeah. Um, but the the main premise, all you need to know is that there's a fisherman. He ain't caught many fish recently. His ex turns up and she's like, "I need you to kill my husband," who's played by Patrick Wilson. Yep. And they make a plan to take him out to sea and kill him. And then it really doesn't go where you think it's going to go. And it's like, it's crazy. Like, this isn't Book of Henry weirdness. Like, Book of Henry was just plain awful. Yeah. This film goes in places you're not going to expect. And it's the sort of thing that I think deserves to be spoken legend. But it is also very much the end of the McConaughey-sense. I think officially we we have ended the McConaughey-sense. Um, it started with whatever film it was he did after Tiptoes. I think Dallas Buyers... No, not maybe not Dallas Buyers Club. Something he did after Tiptoes. Tiptoes is like when he's at his lowest, but obviously Tiptoes is a work of art. I mean, he's got Peter Dinklage and Gary Oldman on his knees. Um, this is definitely the end of the McConaughey's, mm. but he's gone out with something so like unintentionally campy and stupid and has a plot twist that just defies belief. I twigged what the plot twist was about 30 minutes before it happened, and I spent the following 30 minutes going, they can't really be doing that, surely not. And then it happens. And I'm just like, ah, oh, okay. Directed by Stephen Knight, who, as you may remember, directed a couple of episodes of The Detectives in the 90s. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I have to, I have to say Serenity because nothing else stood out. I I didn't watch The Irishman. I didn't watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I didn't watch friggin' Dolomite, Dolomite is my name. I you know because these are all prestige cinema and these days are things. Dolomite too. is my name isn't prestige cinema. It's the furthest thing from it. It's- He's gonna win Oscar. Someone's gonna win an Oscar for that film. No, they're not. But friggin', they're all they're all films that everyone's like hyped up and stuff, and they're all too much for me to watch now. I just want to watch things blow up. Like, I mean, obviously, I didn't get around to watching um, Carmen Rider Gio over Quartzer. Probably that would have been my film of the year. Yeah, um, it has a sequence in it where an, an a manga comic Carmen Rider appears and he's animated, like in the middle of the film. <laughs> Why not? Um, but Serenity is just weird. Like and you watch the interviews with the cast, and they clearly wanted people to watch it. Yeah, like they were clearly like, we need, we want people to watch this because they they're acting like 
we did an amazing job. We've made a masterpiece here. But I think they're acting. I think when they're saying that, they're still playing up the role. They're, they're trying to put the film over as if it's prestige cinema. And they know full well in their hearts that it's not. It's now, not prestige cinema. Hearts, they know it's bad. I think they were trying to big it up a bit more because they thought it'd be fucking hilarious to make people go watch this film and then come out of it going, what the fuck? Oh, this I is the sort it. of film where idiots will come out of thinking... Oh, yeah, they'll be like... They're they're like this so is deep. the most deep and amazing so film deep. I've ever seen. So deep, so amazing. Deep like the ocean. It, deep like a fisherman on a journey through life. It's it's a work of art. Such a great cast as well. I know. So Digimon, Digimon Hound... Digimon Houndu. Digimon Houndu. Mm. Um, Matthew McConaughey. Anne Hathaway. Friggin' Patrick Wilson. Friggin' uh, Diane Keaton? Well, not Diane Keaton. No, who's the one Diane who's... Diane Lane. Diane Lane, that's it, yeah. Not Diane Keaton. She wouldn't get in her underwear in a film. No. Diane no, Lane actually, No, wait. She probably did in First Wives Club, I don't know. Probably not. I can't ever watch First Wives Club. No. What was that even about? Diane <laughs> Diane Keaton, yeah, was First Wives Club. And Diane Lane is Superman. No, Diane Lane was yeah. in Judge Dredd. The one who was... Yeah, oh yeah, Judge Hershey. Yeah. Um... Which is a classic, and obviously film of the century. She was also she. She's Mark Kent now. She's the in Man of Steel, isn't she? Oh, was she? Yeah, I can't remember. Because so everyone, all superheroes now. have hot aunts now, she's, don't they? Uh, she's the ex of um, Thanos. <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah, no, she used to. She used to date um, uh, uh, Josh Brolin. Oh, the one of the Brolins. Yeah, she was married to Josh Brolin. Is yeah, Josh Brolin until twenty thirteen, he beat her. No, um, and then he became Thanos, and now he's famous. Yeah, good for good for him. He became Thanos, and uh, everyone likes Thanos. He's a hero. But yeah, watch name with then husband. Watch Serenity Josh because um, because everyone has to suffer. Uh, Lane became engaged to actor Josh Brolin in July 2003 they were married in August 15, 2004 December 20th of that year she called police after an altercation with him and he was arrested on misdemeanor charges of domestic battery um, they were together for another nine years what kind of battery is a domestic battery is that like um, smoke alarm the smoke alarm yeah, <laughs> smoke alarm, yeah. <laughs> let's not make jokes about so that anyway, it's <laughs> fucking dark isn't it even for us right, well, anyway my film of the year is Serenity it's by default so bad What's Why your... didn't you watch Dolomite's My Name? I told you to watch it. Because I'll have to switch it on. Yeah, but it's on Netflix. You watch Netflix all the fucking time. I don't watch Netflix all the time. You watch Netflix all the time. Yeah. I watch one show on Netflix a night, maybe. A night? Yeah. You get for that film in three nights. Yeah, What maybe. are you talking about? Got to make a plan for the Irishman, haven't yeah, you? that's true, yeah. Because who can watch a three-hour-long film? I did. Everyone's going, oh, you got to break it up here, stop this part, watch it later. Like You all just went to see Avengers Endgame, you that piece of shit. That film made me so sad. Did Solo come out this year? Was that last no, year? No, it was last year. Yeah. Solo was fun. I'm Lando Calrissian. Childish Gambino, shut your fucking mouth. I'm Lando. L-A-N-D-O. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So game of the year. So, game of the year. Game of the year. Your game, game of the year. Game of the year. Is... So, it, it was really easy to decide. Because it's been, it's been a great year for games. Super like Mario. Had, no, like, it's not Mario Maker 2, uh, and it's not it's not going to be... They updated that recently. They remembered it existed. Yeah, it's not going to be Free Houses, the Fire Emblem game. It's mm. not It's not going to be any of these fucking artsy games I've been playing. It's not going to be War Group. It's that game you play on Google when the website won't yeah, load. Yeah, the dance will run. Yeah. No, that's, that's years old. That's not this Oh. Year. Um... Of course it's going to be fucking Resident Evil 2, the remake. Oh. Cause I, what a game from the start of the year. You only went to say games that came out in the last few weeks. Well, it was a, it was a, a toss-up between this or The Outer Worlds. Yeah. Because they're both... Outer Worlds. Yeah. Not Outer Wilds. Which one's the one that I like? Outer Worlds is the RPG. 
That's the one. Then. Okay. So Outer Worlds and Resident Evil 2. I, I, it was like a toss-up, but to be fair, Outer Worlds, as much as I loved it and I enjoyed it, yeah, I just, I'm a sucker for a Resident Evil game. It's my favourite series. And, and it's both been a kind mistress and a cruel... <laughs> cruel broken mission. I'm still only on the space station bit near the start. I've done really? the first. I did the first first bit. Oh, of Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds. I thought you were talking about Resident Evil Two. Then I was like, "What's no, space station?" I wasn't paying attention. But oh, Outer right. Worlds, it's good. But yeah. Resident Evil Two. Yeah, Resident Evil Two, the remake, is my yeah. game of the year. I still haven't finished that. Um, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I got to. The, I'm at the lab at the <gasps> end. I've got to go fight the plant. But I remember how much of a pain in the ass the plant was it's in the so original, and I can't do. be asked. So easy to do. I've done enough. Um, <laughs> so I bought Resident Evil Two day of release. I've got the lenticular cover. On PS4. Well, on the PS4 Pro, so I can play for it. Um, PC, PC Master. And I played for it the first time. Took me about 10 hours. <coughs> there are some beats I remember, some I didn't. I like the fact that zombies don't just die, because mm. that makes the third person. Because one of my fears going into it was that as soon as you make a third person, you just like popping zombies' heads off and there's no issue. Yeah, but that's the thing. The Resident Evil 4 did it really well, where you still couldn't move around too much. Yeah. And Resident Evil 2's done the same thing. Resident Evil 5 and 6 made you far too mobile. Yeah. And that's where those ones fall apart, because the tension's Exactly, gone. exactly. But Four and the two remake has still has you you can move when you're shooting, but it's like slower and you, well four you can't and because the camera pops up close yeah. you can't see behind you four you can't move while you're shooting two you can the yeah. remake of two um, but yeah I, so first play through ten hours and then the B storyline six hours mm. and then we're back and obviously did it again I did Claire mm. and then Neon so Claire A yeah. B. Um, did you play through with uh, Mr. X replaced with uh, Thomas Tank Engine? No, da, 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 da. Just hearing that in the distance as it comes to So, <clears throat> what they've done is they've taken something that was already one of my all-time favourite games, mm. something that, at the time, and people don't really remember this now. I think gamers today have sort of, they've aged out of this because this was us when we were younger. Um, Resident Evil 2 was a game that would not die and excuse the pun there, but it would not die. The original release was 99, 98, 96? 97, isn't it? 97. 97, 98. Yeah. So I think the N64 one was like late 2001. Was it 2001? Yeah. Might have been 98 then. So so Resident Evil 2 was originally re- released on PlayStation. Phenomenal success. I always remember the first Resident Evil's later than I think it was. I, yeah. For some reason I always associate it with the start of the PlayStation, but it's, not, it's, about, it's about midway through, isn't it? It's 94... No, it's, no, it's 97. 95? Oh, Resident really? Evil 2 comes out like the, the year, year after. after. Yeah, because yeah. they remade it twice, didn't they? They had the they released a director's cut then... version of Resident Evil, but the yeah. Resident Evil 2 had two... They, yeah, they had a different take originally, but they churned that... The oh, version yeah, of the game you actually get yeah. was like basically put together in like six months. They yeah. had made the groundwork for it, but then they changed everything about the game. Yeah, they switched they, over a bunch of stuff. They brought in a new director and he changed it all up. Shinji yeah. Mikami wasn't the director of the second one. It was... Um, was it Hideki Kamiya? Yeah, I think it was. Because he also it. he also dealt with the third one, didn't he? he? Blocks you on everything. Um, but he hasn't anyway. blocked me yet, though. So who? Hideki Kamiya hasn't blocked me on Twitter. Does he block people on everything? He blocks everyone on Twitter. He really? loves it. You dare send it. The trick is never tweet at him. I don't tweet at people often. <laughs> um, I so yeah. So Resident Evil Two. Um, <clears throat> back in the day, this was a mythical game because I grew up. I grew up at a time when. Friends got this when they were 13, but we never got it around release. 
And so we had people, some people got it on N64, which was obviously the inferior version. Some people had it on PlayStation. And then, then there was a whole nother, a whole nother re-release cycle, because around 2003, it was released on GameCube and Dreamcast. So the game just kept coming back, and people kept getting to play it. And it was, it's one yeah, of those... it was those, a decky cameo. I've got a good memory. Oh, well done. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's one of those games that stays with you, and I thought... Like I said, I had my worries when it was going to be released on the Xbox Three, the Xbox One, and the PS4 and PC. I was so worried that they were just going to fuck it up because if you've gone through every game that's been released under the Resident Evil banner, there's only one I haven't had the chance to play, and that's Outbreak File Two. Because by the time I got around to playing Outbreak File Two, no one played the Outbreak games. Yeah, they did. I had Outbreak it was One. Shit. No, it was Absolute all right. Bollocks. I liked Outbreak File One. Can even play it online. Yeah. Well, you can play it with me. The Outbreak File 1 was good. The Outbreak File 2, I missed. It's the only game I've ever missed in the series. Uh, Gun Survivor was obviously there. Gun Survivor, Gun Survivor I remember Survivor I played two, through that in just over an hour, Gun then Survivor I got pulled free, to play it in 50 minutes. Yeah. And- uh, <laughs> I've, I've played all of the Resident Evil games, and like, mm. like you said, jokingly, they are good and bad. The Survivor games are dog shit, and Dino Crisis 3, the... No, sorry, Gun Survivor 3 Dino Crisis I haven't played through, and that's dog shit. Um, you've got Raccoon City, Operation Raccoon City, sorry. And then you've also got the Stars, whatever it is, um, Operation Stars, Stars. Or the online, the online only fucking, um, the online only shooter. Yeah. Is there an evil mobile game yet where you have to collect up zombies? No, no. Um, you had Gaiden, which I actually like, but most oh, the people Oh, the Game Boy one? Yeah. Yeah, Gaiden's good. I like it. Most people hate it. I like the DS remake of the first game. I like, what, Deadly Silence? Yeah. Fantastic. You can slash the zombies. And also you can blow on the screen to get rid of acid during the, yeah. the spider bite, the spider fights. It's like, Resident Evil is one of those games that it's always going to be around. There's always going to be some iteration. And Resident Evil 7 was great. The engine that they created for that, it's some sort of fucking witchcraft because it's the same engine they've used for this. Yeah. But it's also the and same Devil engine. And Devil May Cry 5. Yeah. Yeah. And Devil May Cry 5 is a completely different game. And uh, Mon- no, Monster Hunter's got its own engine, I think. Yeah. Um, <coughs> one of the one of the fun things I found out about the engine is that during Devil May Cry 5, mm. there are sections where you run, where you're running down and you can look to your left and see other people playing that part of the game. I found out at the beginning of the level when it says starring and it has what looks like a game attack. I thought that was like a joke that it's just like, yeah. but it's actually another person online that's playing that same part as you and it's their playthrough that you're seeing through the side part. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like a ghost almost like when you're playing a racing game. I think that's a really nice touch and that's something that the engine can obviously do. <coughs> but in Resident Evil 2, the remake, holy fuck, this game is beautiful. It plays well. There's no shut, there's no like stuttering, there's no frame skipping, there's no issues with, with things clipping in and out of the distance. Mm-hmm. It's, how does it work so well in a time when everything is fucked? Yeah, it's, it's really good. It's really good. Like the PC version, I had to knock the um, resolution down slightly to get a stable 60. Oh, really? But, um, I am like at 4K with the, cause I, I had the freaking light shafts on the highest and all this yeah, sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah. So I was stressing it. Like the PS4 versions, like they the light shafts are lower resolution and stuff. Like, but you can't really tell. It's no. not that much of a difference. I just, it, for me, it's the character animations. Yeah, seeing Mister X and the zombies and stuff. Is There's some weird playing. stuff in there. Like some reflections look weird. Like yeah. sometimes they they sort of dissolve. Like they're um, divid. Like when you get near, they sort of dissolve. You don't really notice it unless okay. you're walking on a shiny surface. It's really weird. Once you spot it, it's you're gonna spot it. But it's a um, gorgeous looking game. And it like, it doesn't, it, it still has like, it feels like an old Resident Evil game, but modernised. 
It's got the same sort of puzzles and the same sort of. It's not just that. It's it's the um, the aesthetic of the it, pacing the of it, and it. Yeah. Oh, and they brought back. <clears throat> they brought back. Um, like everyone from the main game, they brought back. You've got William Birkin's wife. They've expanded on the Birkin stuff a little bit. Yeah. But then they've removed some of the because you know in the original you'd have like a break every so often you'd see him walking along we'd see rats going along and stuff like that. Yeah. Removed so much of that stuff. They've made it so that you see the FMVs and you find the tapes. Yeah, and but the stuff. thing is that stuff when you see like a little bit of Birkin goes mm. past the window or something like that. They've replaced that more with the tension of Mister X following you, know, which was like yeah. they've ramped up from the original game. With the original game, he'd turn up at pre-program points. Yeah, and this one, it's like he's he constantly follows, yeah. there for. Um, everyone always makes out like the whole second half. There, it's not. It's two sections in the second half of yeah. the game. One of which goes on a lot longer than the other. The police station bit goes on longer than the. I think it's in the lab sewers area where he's falling around on a bit later. Storyline B, he's a lot more prominent, but obviously yeah. he always was in storyline B. He like follows. And you know, once you figure out which rooms he can't go in, yeah, it's just save rooms and yeah. stuff, and he just wanders off if you stay. There's in the there. bell tower room as well. He yeah. doesn't go in there. Oh yeah, where you get the uh, box, the second electrical. Yeah, because it's just stuff to give you time to solve puzzles. Yeah, but, um, um, but yeah, yeah, it's good. Phenomenal. I was, I was just, I'm so excited to play Resident Evil Three again. Mm. That's the other thing is I've played. I actually always preferred Resident Evil Three to Two because loads um, of people did. It came out. It came out the right period. The thing was when it. the second one came out, I was still in my whole thing. If I can beat a game quickly, then it's probably not that good because I'm oh, used okay. to games taking ages to beat. Yeah. And I finished Resident Evil Two like six times. So obviously I liked it. Yeah, I finished the A B scenario for both characters. I played it through a the, bunch more times just for the hell of it. A B A whatever it was. I did. Like the I think settings. I started with Claire and then did Leon and then yeah. played from both. But I played through Resident Evil Two multiple times on rental. I like churn yeah. through that game. But free, I actually think I'd prefer just because it's a bit of a more refined game in some places. I think free for me was better just because you had a better better main villain in mm. the Nemesis. Like I think having having that what they obviously saw with Mr. X was that there is a way to do this persistent threat. Yeah. Here's what that is. And it's just he is essentially just a combination of William Birkin and Mr. Mm. X. I wish I still have my Resident Evil Free. I don't have it anymore. Oh. I used to have that. I used to like, I did the whole thing where you kill um, Nemesis oh, yeah, every, every time. Oh, yeah, every time, and then you get the gun parts. Yeah, rocket launcher. Yeah, yeah you get the special Magnum. Desert Eagle thing with the arm brace or something. It's such a good game. Yeah. There's loads of shit to unlock in that as well, and it's the beginning of the mercenaries mode. It's so much so much of I what they... I play Resident Evil 4 again now. Really? Yeah. God damn it, I've got multiple copies of that. I can find <laughs> <one>. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is, it's one of those I'll series... i get the GameCube out. Like, basically, gaming for me, if there wasn't a Resident Evil series, I don't know what I would say my favourite game series was. Uh, maybe it would like be uh, Asphalt. No, maybe like a Tekken or, <laughs> you know, something along those lines. But even if I was to say something like Zelda, that's not true. It I, would I, be Imagine Doll, Imagine, <laughs> Imagine series. With, with something like, even like Zelda or Mario, <laughs> there are those games that just haven't aged well. But with Resident Evil, with Resident Evil... Everything, Capcom have that habit of reproducing stuff so well that when it comes to bad Resident Evil games, yeah, there's a lot of really bad Resident Evil games, but the mainstay ones, one through one through five, and I'd say six is probably an easy ignore, and then seven and the remake, they're all fucking classics in their own right. Mm -hmm. Seven, like six, sorry, is just six was just people trying to do too much and not knowing how to do it. There are still sections of six that I would say are good. Revelations was all right. Yeah, I liked Revelations. Yeah. Revelations two is what I played through. Yeah, I brought Res- I brought Revelations again recently because PlayAsia were having a sale, 
I got it in a humble bundle. Did you? <laughs> I haven't played it yet. I've got it for the Switch. I played the original 3DS version. Yeah, I played the original 3DS version. I didn't get far on the 3DS version because I had it before I had a Circle 3DS Pepper. version is gorgeous. It looks really nice, yeah. yeah. I played it on the Wii U. Yeah. Yeah, it was all right. But I'm going to play it again on Switch. Because it's the first time I've actually owned a copy of it. Like, I borrowed my sister's version. Because you pirate it all the time. Borrowed my sister's version for the Wii U and borrowed. for the 3DS. But, um, but, Your sister yeah. called um, Pirate Bay. Yeah, Piratina Bay. Mm. She was quite the quite the quite the um, wench siren. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, Resident Evil Two, um, and, and obviously, as I said, uh, honourable mention to the Our Worlds because that was Our Worlds. Our Worlds. Yeah, yeah. Is that the right one? It's really confusing. It's really yeah, no, it's Our Worlds. Worlds. I feel like if I played that, that probably would be my game of the year. It's not. It's not as good as everybody said. Our Worlds is. A- Really it's a really unique. interesting, really, really good complex, like uh, the really good concept. But when you're actually playing it, it's more you need to spend a lot of time getting used to like controls that just should work a little bit. They should just be a bit more fluid, and it should be something that they base on the years of the controls that have already happened. So like designs that have happened in other games. Maybe you instead, just don't understand it. Instead, it's just like okay, so you hit this button, then you press this, and you. And you're like, oh fuck! Oh, now I've got to land. Oh no! no, no. Oh, I get the look of it. I'll play it one day. Yeah, one day. It's on Game Pass. I know. I can't play everything on Game Pass. Well, you can if you want to play the game on Game Pass. Play it. Oh, I've got to play Division Two more. Yeah. All right. Your review of your favorite favorite game of the year. Division uh, Two. Games have sucked, which no, there's been some good games. There's been some really good games. Games, <laughs> games have been a lot better than TV or films. What came out this year? We had. Mario Maker 2 was yep. alright but I don't think it was Link's good Link's Awakening the remake um, yeah that was good another yep. remake though but um, um, yeah yeah I, I think I'm going to have to do the thing where I, I say a game I played last week because yeah. it's going to be like the What Remains of Edith Finch thing where I just like played Edith Finch in the last week of the year <laughs> like I think it was a year a year ago two years ago and it was like my favourite game of the year because <laughs> yeah. suddenly it was like finally I played one that stood out because nothing <laughs> I want game of the year to be one that's int- if you're introducing some new mechanic or it's going to stand out to a, a, an inventive way it's going to be a game experience I haven't had before and the okay. closest to that this year was Death Stranding but I don't want to make it Death Stranding because that game's full of a lot of bullshit <laughs> yeah. but I also do like some of the stupid stuff like you know when the radar thing goes off you can jump over it and it won't you won't get caught on it you know when you go into a territory where the guys are who want to take your private things, they send that radar blast out. You see the orange line go out. If you jump, it will go under your foot and it won't set it off. Is this is this going to be upsetting to Fucking you? Fucking nuts. I bought Death Stranding Day of Release, planning to play it. and uh, You haven't touched it yet, have you? I have not touched no. it yet, no. Well, now you know a cheat. All right, cool. But anyway, the game I'll say is Game of the Year is Sayonara, Sayonara Wild Hearts. Yeah! Because holy shit, have I, I, I don't think... I can't remember the last time I played an arcade like fun game and played it through twice in one session. Also, it looks beautiful. Yeah, um, so Sayonara Wild Hearts is essentially a music pop concept album, yep. synth album, that you play essentially the music video for. And some stages are like a minute long and there'll be an instrumental thing and you'll be... The main thing you do throughout the game is collect hearts and avoid getting hit by things. Yes. But the way it does it, every stage is a bit different. Sometimes you're riding a bike through the streets and you're dodging between trees or stuff. Or sometimes you're riding on an elk. Yeah. yeah um, there's bits where it turns to a top-down, like, twin-stitch shooter look thing where you're floating around inside a girl's VR headset. Um, the basic story of it is that you're a girl who's had her heart broken and this is, like, her road to recovery from the heartbreak and stuff. 
But um, that's why you're collecting hearts up. You're chasing like a little crystal butterfly at the start that looks that was broken out of a broken heart. Yeah, made out of a broken heart. Like you're in a room and the room flips upside down. You fall through the ceiling of the room, like through okay. a window. And she like does the first stage where you're in a regular clothes and she gets like a costume, like a phantom thief. Oh, cool! And the whole thing's like you're going through these stages and you'll have a bunch of women as bosses mm-hmm. and you'll find a way to beat them. I think they're all meant to represent stages in her life or exes. Yeah, seven evil exes. Um, but it's the way it, stuff it does like you, there's ones where you're racing through the city racing against street gain like an Akira mm-hmm. bike thing and you like you jump off the bike and fly through caverns and stuff and it's all in time to the music and those levels are like full songs that go on for like five minutes at a time Yeah, and stuff's in time to the music the collecting the hearts and stuff that's not in time to the beat so there's not like res or something where your actions work into the music the music's going to play no matter what mm-hmm. and the actions are synced to it but there's stuff like level where you're driving a car and you're drifting around corners and it's like you're shooting around the corners drifting to score points and stuff yeah. and it's all like a 1980s ninth synth video thing going on um, and that level's got the the girl who's got a VR headset and she turns you into a cartridge and plugs you into the headset and it turns into this wireframe thing there's bits where like you're going through tunnels yeah. with like Tetris pieces coming towards you and you're like dodging around them collecting the hearts um, the final stages are fantastic where it takes you essentially on a boss rush where she's like, this is her getting over them all. And usually at the end of the level, you like, you go up to the the boss levels, you go up to the woman, you have to mash a button, she punches them in the face yeah. out of anger, that anger directed towards that person in her past or whatever. But then when you get to the last stage, instead of punching them, she gives them a little kiss on the cheek. Aww. And it's like, she's accepted that they were part of her life and made her who she was now. Yeah. Um, with these games, there's a question I always like to ask people. Um, if this was a soundtrack, is this something you'd listen to? Yeah, so hell if you yeah. Had the music- I kind of want a soundtrack. I'm hoping there's a vinyl out of it okay. or something. Because it would be an awesome... It's a really good synth album. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of... Um, I'm trying to think what groups. Not Goldfrap, something similar to that. Yeah. But... Um, it was that one a few years ago. She had a really hit song. Sire. Going in for the kill. That one. Yeah, Sire. What's it? Is that Sire? I think so. nah, it's not I'm so. doing it for the kill. <laughs> that stuff, yeah. yeah. Euro pop synthwave stuff. I'm not like not usually the stuff I listen to because I listen to bands like Ningen Isu now. Um <laughs> and friggin' I, I oh, listen to La Super Sentai. LaRue. LaRue, yeah, I remember LaRue. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing it for it reminds me of that. There's only really like four songs in the game. Um I really like the level where you're um riding a bike through a forest and the three women you're going up against have got a giant mecha wolf three-headed Cerberus thing and when it lands the music goes and it like changes the music it it seems like there's been a resurgence of these because you've got stuff like Thumper that came out a couple of years ago and you've got those ones are more direct you're playing the music type games they're more like Guitar Hero and things like that well with Thumper it was more like you did stuff to a beat rather than you were directing the music yeah yeah but like Beat Saber and all that sort of stuff but this is more this is more in common with the ZX Spectrum game Deus Ex Machina where you're essentially playing through a prog rock album. Where, you mean Mankind Divided? No. Where you've no, got that's... augmentations and you have to go into the world I and do some... ask for this, man. No, oh, sorry. My favourite bit in Mankind Divided is where you dick around in the office at the start, everyone dies. Yeah. I did that twice. My favourite was the pre-glitched version, the pre-patch <laughs> pre, uh, version where you can kill one of the bosses with... Um... By just hacking them and they just exploded everything and killed you and then ruined your fucking save game. So nice. it just loaded you two seconds after it. But, um, yeah, Sun Hard Hearts, the, the art design's all purples and blues and what teals did you play and on? stuff. Play on Switch. Is it out on PC? PS4? It's Xbox? on PS4 and PC. Okay, cool. Um, but I would suggest getting the Switch version, even though it's going to look sharper and stuff on PC and PS4. Um, I was just getting the Switch version and plugging in some headphones and 
I was going to say play that it with the music because that's kind of the thing with the Switch is it's the only one where you can chuck yeah. some headphones on. There's not going to be any I mean, risk of delay or anything. It would probably be amazing for a nice, good surround system on PS4 or PC or something. But I think it takes an hour to play through. And if you're on a commute on the train, you can play through the game in an hour and yeah. all that. Once you've at first, you have to play each individual stage, and it will give you a score for each stage. Yeah. And when you finish the game, you unlock the album mode which is where you play through the entire thing in one go. Yeah. Um, I do think that will probably benefit the PC version because loading times between songs will be lower, so you get more... Oh, has it got like that? It's, it's literally only like 5-10 seconds, if that, oh, between okay. songs. It's not too bad. And they kind of stretch out the animation that goes at the end of a song to shorten the amount of time it's loading. You can tell it's loading at a certain point. But um, it's still fantastic feat. Like, I can't think of many games that are just like this. Like I say, the Deus Ex Machina on the ZX Spectrum, because for those who don't know, it was a game where you played through a whole series of weird little levels and stories and stuff, but when you played it, it came with a music tape, and you had to play the music tape at the same time as the game. So the game would start up, and you'd hit play on the tape at the same time as the game starts, and it was like a prog album that went along with it, and had narration from like Ted, Tom Baker and stuff like that. Yeah, It's a really weird thing, but that's the closest I've come to this. This has got narration from Queen Latifah, which is pretty... Bizarre. Yeah, you told me that, and I was like, huh. Yeah, she's like, Sayonara, Wild Hearts. Like, good old Queen Latifah. But, um, yeah, it's just super unique. I, don't, I mean, I know there's probably a ton of games I probably should have played instead, but. And even though I say it is a really slight experience, it takes like about just over an hour to play through the first time. The album mode takes literally an hour. It's like the length of an album. But it's probably my favourite game and, like, song of the year, album of the year. <laughs> like, yeah. if we were going to do music, this would be my album of the year. Because it I wouldn't be the new Tool album. New, new music this year? Yeah, well, there was the new Tool album. Same as the old Tool album. I listened I listened to Chance the Rapper's new album, and that was bad. Your rappers. Yeah. Man, I can't do rap. Can you not? Unless it's Beastie Boys, but... I listen to a lot One of, third of, of them is dead now. Listen to a lot of... Lizzo's album was really Lizzo. good. I like Lizzo when she wears short clothes, shorts. Yeah. Um, Big fat thighs. Lizzo, Lizzo had probably one of the best albums of the last ten years. Out this year. Mm. Has uh, it's Richard Cheese's new album. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, Music's not been the same since Cunt and the Gang retired. Was, <laughs> was there a new Ninja Sex? There was a Ninja Sex, Ninja Sex Party covers album yeah. this year, wasn't there? I haven't listened to that. I, I'm going to be totally honest. Was there a new Tenacious D as well? No. Was, well, was actually, that? maybe. Wasn't that last year? I, might be, I, can't I remember. saw them live a few years ago. They were hmm. Good live, <coughs> but it hasn't been great. Um, there might have been new actually, because there's like some sort of apocalypse one, wasn't there? Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't think of anything that's been stand out this year. Right, what's your um? What's the last thing? We just did it. Is that the last thing? Yeah, we did game. Oh yeah, you said yeah. Uh, worlds. I wasn't paying attention yeah. to how it was. No. Was it out of, out of Wilds? Well, out of Worlds. It wasn't Out of Worlds, it was Resident Evil 2 that you yeah, said. Yeah, it was Resident Evil 2 that I said was the game of the year and I honourable mention went to Out of Worlds. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you... So, we're wrapping My honourable mention will go to Into the Deep on Sega Age. Not Into the Deep. Uh, in, in the Depth. Or whatever it was. Fuck it, they re-released that Arcade Archives release like In the Depth. Deep. In the Deep. Yeah. It's, it's a shmup made by the guys who end up making Metal Slug. Oh, cool. It's an old game. Um... <laughs> Is there anything, so, I mean, since it's the end of the year, last episode of 2019, is there anything that you're looking forward to in 2020? Is there anything that pops to mind? Uh, death. Yeah, I mean, eventually, hopefully. Um, well, I've pre-ordered Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. You have, you have. Kakarot. I wasn't, I was like, is this, I mean, I was like. I thought it was a card game for a second. No, that's Dragon Ball um, Super Battle yeah, Arena. Where it is, it was. Yeah. 
No, this one I, I wasn't going to get it, but then I looked and it was like I realised, oh, it's an RPG. It's not a, yeah, it's not a straight up. It's still, apparently it's a bit like Tenkichi with the combat, but it's a, um, yeah, it's not yet another fighting game primarily. Yeah, and plus you get to do the bit where Goku and Piccolo have to learn to drive, <laughs> and you get to play baseball with Gohan in one bit. And it's got Vegeta wearing his pink shirt. I love Vegeta. So this is clearly made by people who love the cartoon. Vegeta is the original spank me daddy mm. meme. He is just, just... God bless Vegeta. Chef's kiss. Um, yeah, I, I'm Resident Evil 3 I mentioned before. Um, but when it comes to films and TV stuff, Beverly, Hall Cops 4 is, Beverly Hills Cop 4 is coming out this year. Is it? Um, I can't think of any films Next that, year. Next year, sorry. Yeah, I can't think of any films that, like, or anything like that, like... Off the top of my head. Product. Consume product. We got Wonder Woman coming up. Wonder Woman's coming out. Yeah, Wonder Woman 84. Um, that's fine. I'm not a huge fan. You're not of looking movie. forward to Birds of Prey? No. <laughs> not really. It's not even Birds of Prey, is it? It's Harley Quinn. Uh, actually, no, it's Birds it's of Prey, the Emancipation Quinn. of Harley Quinn, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, not really. Um, Suicide Squad is out next year. No, Suicide Squad's 2021. Yeah, so no, not even that. Um <laughs> I mean, there's, there's we got nothing. Marvel. We got Black Widow's coming up, haven't we? That's Black only, Widow might and be alright. Is it the Shang Chi film at the end of the year? Is it really? I think that is. Oh, that's kind of awesome. Yeah. That's something to look forward to. I like Shang Chi. Um, TV series wise, the end of Supernatural is coming up. The end of the Christ on Isn't Infinite. Isn't that Earth. ended already? No, it's the last series. Supernatural, Jesus. Yeah. Um, Christ on Infinite Earth's coming up. New series of Better Call Saul starts in February. New series of Better Call Saul. Um, Beast Morphers season two. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, I'm looking forward to the new Super Sentai series. Yeah, there's because the new Super Sentai series is called uh, Machin Sentai Kiramija, and um, they they look kind of old fashioned, and they haven't got loads of complex designs, and they um, have jewels that make jewel cars, and they look like you remember when you got the Hot Wheels cars that look really fucking stupid. Yeah, the the mecha look like those. They look like stupid Hot Wheel cars, and I like that. That's right, and One Division's coming out next year as well. Uh, um, and also New Mutants. We might finally get to see New Mutants. No. Yeah. I reckon yeah. that's... I, I honestly, I'm amazed Disney didn't just dump that on Netflix. Yeah, I'm like, Because then it's not their fault. And I it doesn't taint Dead to Disney We Plus. did guess that that was going to happen at one point, yeah. didn't we? Uh, I still didn't see Dark Phoenix. I still have not... Could not be I asked mean, to see it. I told you about all the good parts. Yeah. Is it on Sky Movies yet? I'll I watch it when so. it's on there. Probably. All right, so... Um, Fuck off. Oh, oh, we've got the new James Bond's out next year. Oh. The King's Man, which is the prequel to The King's Man. Nah. Uh, the Gentleman, which actually looks all right. That's Guy Ritchie's new one with Charlie nah, Hunnam. Nah, and I can't be asked to watch any Guy Ritchie Doolittle films. Doolittle starring Robert Downey no, definitely Jr. definitely not. Um, <sighs> and then you've got stuff like... You've got... Um, well, just, just the same shit that we mentioned already. Um, uh-huh. The new James Bond might be all right. Um, Black Widow, Tenet, the new. Uh, actually, that does look good. The new Christopher Nolan remake of Underground uh, Six Underground, <laughs> where people pretend to die and then fight criminals. Uh, the Eternals is out they next do year. Die, though. They're, they're, oh, The Eternals is out next year. Oh, is There's it? a new remake of Dune coming out in December oh. 2020. Yeah, The Eternals is scheduled to come out next year. No. Yeah, Tenet. Ten Tenet. Tenet. David Tenet. David Tenet. Uh, we might see some stuff about Batman next year. The Lighthouse might finally get a UK release, wide release next year. No, it's just going to go straight on. I liked The Lighthouse. It's a confusing as fuck movie and it's difficult to watch, but yeah, I liked it. I'm pretty sure I liked it. I wasn't crying by the end of it like I almost was in Cats, so... Yeah. In fear. 
Yeah, somehow Cats made me more terrified of any other film than any other film I've seen. Oh, uh, one thing that's coming out this year that looks really good is Antlers. Guillermo del Toro produced film about a uh, small. Oh, he produces everything. Yeah, it's it's um, no. This is this actually looks. There was that phase when every single Spanish horror movie was Guillermo del Toro presents. And it was just like they stuck his name on it because everyone had seen friggin' Hellboy. Well, no, this this actually, oh shit, the new Hellboy films on Netflix. It is, yeah, it's out. Okay. Was it's it out next today? Week? Is it out today or next week? It's today, I think. I'm gonna have to see and watch that. So Kerry Russell, Jesse Plemons, um, and Rory Cochran yeah. in a film that's directed by Scott Cooper. We've got the 500th remake of The Grudge coming out. Yeah, we do. It's actually the fourth in the series. Mm. I was watching a video to catch up on what happened in The Grudge because I never saw the made made for TV one. It's never been good. What, the original ones? None of right. them are good. Ringu was always far superior. Dark Water's better than The Grudge. So Antlers, Antlers, which is the film I'm most looking forward to next year, April 17th. A small town Oregon teacher, Julia Meadows, and her sheriff brother, Paul, become entwined with a young student at a school who is harbouring a dangerous secret with frightening consequences. His dad comes back from a hunting trip after being bitten by well, something and is mutating, and the little boy's feeding him the local animals that he can catch, but he's starting to run out of food. Does he get Antlers? No, the the dad has like horns have started. Yeah, antlers. Oh yeah, yeah. Like he's basically the dad's just become like a demon or like some sort of monster. It's like Tusk. Yeah, a little a little bit like Tusk, but less human intervention for him yeah. to become a demon. And the little boy's basically just feeding him to keep. Him I alive. like films where people get turned into animals, like Human Centipede. I like films where there's a lot of body horror as well. But What's I like that films- Colin Farrell one where he's in the hotel and they have a certain amount of time for something to happen. Yeah, and he's a good. Time lobster was like my favourite film of 2014. It was a weird film. People didn't like that it film. Last I really year, liked it. No. Yeah, was it longer ago? Yeah, last no. Last sorry. year I said Annihilation was my top. Film. You're thinking 2016 was the Killing of a Sacred Deer, which is the other one that he did. I don't know. Um, the Greek guy, what's his name? Yiannopoulos or whatever. What? Milan Yiannopoulos. No, no, it's the director's name. <laughs> director's name is like Menelopoulos or Menelopoulos. Uh, but yeah, he directs weird films. He's making a superhero film, I think. No. Oh. That was the newest thing. Was Maybe it's the first. Maybe it's just a Drax movie. Shit, Bloodshot's out soon. Oh yes! If you want the underdog comic book movie of the year, <laughs> that that feels like that is. I hope that's some real nineties cheese. I want that to feel like you know those late nineties we're edgy comic book movies now. I want to know what you think of Hellboy after you've watched it. I'm going to watch it. We need to talk about that film yeah. because I didn't mind it. I thought yeah. it was crap, but I thought it was like watchable crap. Hellboy 2 is fantastic. Hellboy 2 and the Hellboy 1 and Hellboy 2 by Guillermo del Toro are fucking classics. They're incredible. Mm. But this is like imagine if Hellboy was directed oh, by someone else. <laughs> someone with less vision. Mm. There are some really gross special effects and some really good That's puppets. What I in think it. of Hellboy though. For me Hellboy is fairy tales. Twisted fairy tales. Well, that's what Bobby Yaga's in it. Oh yeah, Not John oh, Wick. sweet. I like Bobby Yaga. Bobby Yaga's in it. It's got vampires yeah. in it. It's got like was John Wick three this year. Yeah, shit, that should have been my film of the year. No, fuck. It has the horse killer of the year in it. Yeah, <laughs> but it's too... better than Serenity. Yeah, I mean, yeah, everything's better than Serenity. <laughs> shit, I thought John Wick was last year. The trailer for what for My Name Is Dolomite is better than the entirety of Serenity. You haven't watched all of Serenity. I don't need. to. You only watched the first. You didn't even get to the twist. I got so like that was a hard film to get to there with. So. Yeah, but how far did you get through? Uh, an hour, 40 minutes? Yeah, so you didn't even get to the twist. Oh, I, I'm so glad. Anyway. Yes, anyway. F- fuck you, 2019. Yeah, what a shit, yeah. Oh, wait, soon Say enough... goodbye to the children. Oh, goodbye, everyone. Soon enough, we don't actually get called the left or the right anymore. Soon enough, they become the emperor, and then we become the resistance. How great is that? 
We'll soon be the rebels. That ended well. Um, yeah, so bye everyone. You can find Ant on uh, uh, Twitter at LV54 Space Monkey. And you can I'm going to watch 215 him. minutes of Watchmen. Yeah, you're going to watch 215 minutes of Zack Snyder trying to direct a movie. Um, you can it's also right. find Ant on Mellow Gaming on YouTube. He is the most popular Mellow Gaming channel on YouTube, I'm pretty sure still. Maybe. Cool. And you can find me on Twitter at LV54 Space oh. <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at Crit Apocalypse. And you can find me on YouTube as Crit Apocalypse as well. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye, 2019. Yay. Hello, 2020. Bye. Woo. Okay. Do we get, this is just going to end the year like that. Lordy, lordy. It's 4040. No, it's half of that. 2020 is not a future year, is it? 24 <coughs> is the next future 2024 year, is like often used as a future. Yeah. Okay. We've got a little while to go. Oh, that'll be when the next election is. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Well, maybe 2024 is going to be futuristic. Yeah, probably not. 2040 after that, that's when Space Precinct happens. When is lockdown set? Probably 2040. As a guess, I'd say 2040. Gotta wait that long before you get sent to Space Prison. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Or Fortress. (gasps) Wait, Fortress was 2024, wasn't it? Actually, I think Fortress might have been 2019. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shit, we've missed the Fortress days, everyone. Time to give up. Bye. Bye.